What's up all you wrestling fans out there? Are you sick of the boring product that we see on TV today? Well, join the Mouthy Michiganders every single Monday for the Monday Night Wars Along. We went back to the very first episode of WCW Nitro and watched every main event from Nitro, Raw, and any other notable happenings on the shows, plus every main event of every pay-per-view. We ranked the match, the crowd, and any extra activities on a scale of 1 to 10, and when this is all said and done, we will decide who really won the war. Watch it with us and join in on the fun. So if you want to go back when wrestling was cool, this is the show for you. What's up, guys? It's Bangin' Dang. We are the Mouthy Michiganders, and we got a very, very special episode for first you guys this time day. time ever. The first time in Mouthy Michiganders history we have a guest on our show. Can mm. you guys believe that shit? Right. We're, we're, we're not professional enough to have a guest, so I don't even know why or why we're even doing this. So, <laughs> Fuck it, right? But we have, some of you guys may know, John Wanglin from the Cheap Heat, Cheap Pops podcast. Formerly the Wrestling with Reality podcast there. How you doing, John? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I didn't know I was your first guest, so that's a real honor. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you inviting me on your show, man. Bang and Dang. First ever guest, man. We're not we're not professional enough to yeah, do, uh, do interviews and interviews shit. So. Or anything like that, we just... You'll, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hey. There's nothing wrong with that. You guys keep it fun, keep it keep it real. That's all that's all that counts right there. Well, I'm honored to be your first actual guest on your show. I don't know if I deserve the honor, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Uh-huh. Hey, we're going to make it happen, right? Um So I guess first thing we're going to start out, we're going to be um talking a little bit about the get my go, which I'm sure a lot of people when they see this, they'll be listening from uh that crowd, right? So yep. uh everybody knows what the get- Get my go is stuff and basically gave you give you a chance to respond to some shit that uh, has been said, allegations and whatnot, and uh, you'll get your side of the story out there. So, hey, by all means, man, you ask away. I've always said it before. You guys are the first ones to actually have the nuts to sit over there and talk about it. So I say, let's go, man. I get might as well. Well, first thing I want right? to uh, start off with is I mentioned wrestling with reality. Now, cheap heat, cheap pops. What uh, brought that name change? Well, you know, when everything happened last year, uh, when I decided to come back, you know, we wanted to kind of make it more of a consolidated feed with more people on it. Wrestling with reality was fun. It was it was something I created right from the beginning, and we had great success at it. We had a lot of great shows that were with us. And when we came back, it was time for a new identity a little bit. A lot of the slander and stuff that went out there just wasn't going to make that name any any more bit reputable. It just It just was something that needed to change up and we all consolidated together um, those who are doing shows on cheap heat and cheap pops. And we kind of came up with the name together and that's what we came up with. We wanted to do a universal name for everybody and everybody's got their own show and identity for their names on the feed and stuff. But we just wanted to have a universal name and cheap heat and cheap pops was something we used to do as a segment on the show when we first started it off. So it just kind of fit and everybody liked the name. Now the running, one of the running jokes on the get my go show is, is, cheap heat cheap pops a network or is it a show because i know there's been a couple people over there that's said network 
network show? Like, what what is the whole? Is it a network or what are you classifying it as? Well, people will say network a lot of times out of old habit. I think from when we would do the shows before, as we were the Reality Check Podcast Network before. So I think right. network just flips out. But to me, a network would be a group of shows, all different, all different feeds, all different stuff. Like we're not a network. We're we're a feed. We're a podcast. We're a bunch of different people with different show ideas that come together and. Yeah, maybe it sounds like a network. I don't. I mean, it really doesn't even matter what you want to call it, but we just call it a feed because to me, a network would be more than one show on there. And this is just three different people bringing it to one show. Right, right, right. On. Okay. Um. And before we go further into the get my go and all that good stuff, uh, we'd be remiss not to mention the whole little Twitter blow up between you and Dang and the oh, politics that, shit. That and uh, I don't think you guys have spoke since then. So just to give people a little uh, idea behind what happened, basically uh, differing opinions. Sure. Both side of the, both side of the spectrum there. So politics are very, very touchy subject. Right. One of the reasons I don't like talking politics with friends or anybody I know. So that's uh, one of the things, but yeah, things were said and blocks happened and names were called. So I don't know. I don't know who wants to address it first. So I'll let you both go ahead and, uh, Really, Get that out there. I don't even think there's really anything to address. It was just Twitter shit done over with. That's about I it. agree. Yeah, I agree. It was a difference of opinion. And, you know, I've learned a lot over the last year about politics, too, is that, you know, I have my beliefs. Everybody has different beliefs and stuff. Mine isn't going to always align. We all have to be more accepting of one another's beliefs at certain points. And that's just kind of how it goes. As a rule of thumb now, anytime we do work with people or bring them on, it's unless they want to talk about politics politics are definitely not going to be as right it's right. uh yeah it just it, it it leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth and it has stupidity that happens kind of like what happened with me and you dang and well, it is like, just it. like today's world that's what you can't talk to a democrat can't talk to a republican or a republican can't talk to a democrat without being tension is just ridiculous i think oh, i agree man i agree and i respect your beliefs and i know you respect mine and i got nothing but love for you bro and the shit I say on Twitter, I'm trying to fucking do it exactly what we did. We got into the argument. Yep. It's Twitter, right? Right. That's what the whole point is, right? And these are podcasts <laughs> and shows, and people aren't always exactly like what they portray on a podcast or a show or on your Twitter account. So right. we all understand. I think people need to understand that sometimes more. Is If it was boring and we were just talking about the same stuff all the time or we weren't getting a little controversial at points, would it really be interesting? No, that's why you post that stuff and you inter- interested in see what kind of reaction you're getting. Amen. Get. You got it, bro. That's why I do it. Let's let's be honest. The, whether you're left or right, both crowds that are hardcore, they both get triggered over the stupidest shit, sure. and yep. they're easiest they're easy as hell to trigger. You can, I mean, I do it. I do it to both sides all the time. I'll just have I'll be bored, right. go on Twitter and talk shit about something about what trump did or i'll talk shit about something but biden did and every both sides will come at me like the fucking same they're both they're both fucking uh it's just politics are stupid i don't even know i'm i, I regret every day like getting into that crowd it can be very toxic for a person if that's all they do you know yes yeah it's like wrestling twitter wrestling twitter is the same way so politics twitter 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 <laughs> politics twitter wrestling twitter any any type of just nuts. You ever been on an NBA post? Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, NBA Twitter. People are passionate, crazy. guys. We all know it when they're passionate about something. They will do anything at all costs to get their point out there, especially if they're passionate about it. Some of the stuff people are passionate about, I kind of worry about because, like, with wrestling and everything, right. some of the wrestling crowd is just absolutely insane. And the levels that people go to, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can call it passionate, though. I call it obsession and <laughs> obsession. Good, or, good word. <laughs> mental, mental uh, problems is what the half of this political uh, wrestling. Even uh, yeah, like Dang said, NBA, NBA Dang. Twitter. Those little kids on NBA. They're most of those NBA Twitter so called quote unquote are like seventeen, sixteen years old, and yeah, they're the most toxic ones out of there. That's the three. That's the three most toxic groups on uh, Twitter: is wrestling, politics, and NBA. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, back to that question, though. Yeah, but I think that was just a Twitter moment thing there, just stupidity between political beliefs, and after that, it was just done over with, I think. Done and over with in my book, too, man. Not the, I wish nothing but the best for you, always dang. And uh, me and you have always had great conversations, too, about on different levels. So I look right. forward to continuing that in the future, and I'll make sure tonight I unblock you. <laughs> I unblocked you uh, probably about a week afterward. I was just like, fuck it. That's I, I just leave it, man. Like, I, I forget about stuff because really, like, at the, at the greater scheme of things, like, people take the fucking internet way too seriously. Too serious, man. I, you know, I put a, speaking of that, I put a post out the other day that um, it was basically, what was it? It was maybe like 17% of the American population is on Twitter. Right. And of that 17%, 80% of the tweets are tweeted by like 5% of that group. Like, so, yeah. if that makes sense, like, so the majority of tweets that are being made are by a very small percentage. And people take Twitter and social media so serious, like that's the the only people out there. They don't realize that Twitter is a small percentage of American people, you know? Oh, for sure. I agree 100% with you. I think I've seen a stat where it said Twitter only had about 350 to 400 users worldwide. Yeah. Face, yeah. Compared to Facebook's got like 2.5 billion or some shit. So. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Twitter's Twitter. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yep, I agree. All right, now getting into, uh, we uh, like I said, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, at least address that since, like I said, that was the last time you two have uh, spoken to each other. So now that that's out of the way, All right. we're going to head into this uh, Get My Go stuff. If you guys don't know, Get My Go, Mike Durban, Joe Feeney, and Husey. John used to be on the Creative Control Network. He left, started his own network, and then... And something happened along the way where a so-called podcast war got started. So uh, first it was all jokes, and then it turned into what it is now. So I just want to give John the chance here to kind of give us a little background on what the podcast wars were and what happened and what led us to um, ultimately the next topic we're going to go into is uh, Rob leaving. So give us give us kind of like the background up until Rob leaving. Sure. You know, we, uh, I always had a good relationship with Joe and, and Adam and everything and all those guys and stuff. And when I went to go do my own thing, I still wanted to do some stuff with them. And me and Joe had talked about that, you know, and, and it was definitely something that, you know, we were hoping to potentially do, you know, as we got going with it, they would make jokes and do little things. And I'm all about fun. I got thick skin. I, I can pretty much handle anything, anybody, anything any, anybody says, but you know, we were starting to get a couple of different named people on the shows with bigger names you don't want to be, you don't want them tagged in that stupid shit as you're trying to get a show out there. You don't want negativity right. coming out. So I think it was Adam that came up with the idea to do the podcast war thing, which I'd never got it in the first place, but we, you know, we'll Adam play along. Being, 
Adam being Husey, correct? Yeah, yeah, Husey. You know, so it was like, oh, whatever. People want to have some fun or whatever. He started to get where he was putting things on post, like that we were doing to promote the newer shows that were coming out. I had asked him to stop multiple times. You know, he said he would he wouldn't do it. Whatever. He ended up keep doing. He kept doing it and doing it and doing it all over again. And then finally, I was like, "Fuck this shit, man!" I was like, "You're not going to get the hint. We're trying to do something in regards to the show here." And it ended up blowing up from there. And then he ended up getting suspended on Twitter because okay. I reported one of the tweets. And then he had a you know got a suspension or something like that. Oh, you and- re- you reported it? Is this- I reported one of his? Yeah. Oh, is this the first time that's uh, being revealed, or do they know that already? No, I think he knows that. It was pretty obvious oh. it was directed at me. When was this? This was in 2019? This was like almost two years ago. Yeah, in oh, 2019. 2019-ish, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we were still on the network at that were time. We on and, the network when this was going on? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and uh, Joe and Husey had a couple words on Twitter during that time as well, so... Yeah, I'm, I remember. I remember it was, Twitter, so. Yeah, there was a lot of random stuff that was said or whatever. And I had asked him multiple times, lay off that shit. You want to have fun on other things? Let's have fun. But lay off those posts. Didn't want to stop whatever it was. That was the way I got the attention. And then he actually came back and apologized to me and sent me an apology uh, message to apologize and said, I don't want it to come across that way. And I said, hey, no problem, man. Absolutely not a problem. Not a big deal. You know, thank you. You know, for apologizing, well, it all started off. It all started off as like a a joke, right? Like a script. Yeah, it, was, it started off as a joke and turned into something way worse over the last, you know, almost two years. So it's amazing this shit's been going on this long, to be honest with you. But um, irregardless of that, so he ended up apologizing to me and and and, and sending me an apology thing. I said, "Hey, no problem. It's over. It's water under the bridge." You know, I'm just paraphrasing here. Uh, cool, let's move on. He ended up blocking me and then started shit with me over and over again. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? You just apologize to me and then you're going to keep doing this? And then right. he just kept going and he he took it to a level of obsession with going in and trolling on all the posts, the things that we were doing, you know, trolling the different people on the show and just being a real ass clown. Just, that's what Adam Hughes really is. Like, he's just a guy that's looking... What, um, why, do you, why, do you, why do you think he consistently did that? Is there something that is a background to the relationship between you two that made him do that? Or is just like you, like you said, is that just him being a dick? Or was there something that, that That was him. That was him being, being him that, you know, he has a really wacky sense of, you know, sense of humor, I guess you would say. Husey is, uh, is one of a kind. Yes. He's a unique guy. So me and him, I had done a shit ton of his shows with him all the time. I had done stuff with him. You know, he would do these quick watch alongs or whatever. And I never had a problem. I always liked Adam. Like we always got along good. We always had fun, you know, doing shows together and stuff. But to me, when you when you ask a friend and you say, hey, knock that stuff off now, we're trying to promote something with business and you want to keep it going, man, that's where I draw a line. You know, you, it's been asked multiple times. Come on, stop. And then it just ended up kind of blowing up from there and, and all that stuff. I, I've tried to talk to the, to the guy a million times. He never wants anything to do with it. And that's fine. That's his right. I really don't care. I don't. I don't keep up with what he says all the time. I, I don't really know. But then you know, it all started to snowball over time. And I'll let you ask the next question, Ben. Well, okay. I, I want. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to interrupt you, but so it sounds like the majority of the heat, I guess, to use a lack of a better term, is for between you and Husey. How did uh, how did the bad blood between you and Joe come about? 
You know, that's really interesting because it's so far, it's so far back. I really, I don't know if it was, if that's how it really kind of started and everything. I know he ended up like trolling one of Rob's posts at one point when Rob did like a five hour long show or something. Yeah, I think and, I remember. Yeah, and, and yeah. Rob got hot by it and stuff. And I always had Rob's back on things, you know, when he got hot by it. And it just was one of those things where just stupidity and things got said and people would go back and forth a little bit and it just blew up. It, it's just, it's really ridiculous when you think about it. Okay. Yeah. So basically just snowballed into basically Husey's Joe's friend. And so he stuck up for him. You were Rob's friend and you stuck up for him. That was well, kind was, of the whole deal. Guilty by association, basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It was what it was. I mean, I don't want to put it all on Rob or anything like that, but I, I think a lot of these problems with people over time started with Rob and it always happened because of him. But that's another, that's another question for a few more minutes. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm glad that we brought up Rob because Rob is the next question. Um, Rob Francois. Rant, Rob Francois. Ran Rob. Ran Rob. Um, <laughs> so you guys started, he, he was on the network day one as yep. were we, as were we. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up becoming a, a partner with you and coming in on the whole business side of deal. And when was that? That was 2000. That was about 2019. Yeah. Like the end of yep. towards the end. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah we were on there. Winter. When, it was winter time. It was like maybe November ish. I think. Right. Well, I guess we should give a little background. We were on there up until from February, 2019 up until about October, 2019, and basically why we left is there was a lot of drama and i told rob this that the one time i can't even remember we were in one of our many twitter wars with people and it might have been with grapplers or some shit at this time but in the chat in the chat rob said something about oh no more posts about this whatever and like trying to be like authoritative and i was like and then like about a week after i think that's when we left right and you know i'm not we left just solely because we didn't want to uh we knew Rob even admits him it admits it himself. He's a kind of like a control freak and we knew that that could potentially cause problems with us because we're dicks, let's be honest. Right. So we left whatever there was no bad blood. But uh yeah, you two are partners. Yep. And then what happens up until that point, I guess so we can go from when we left in October 2019 up into uh, when Rob left. What went sour after we left? Well, I think you want to bring it back right to the, a little bit farther back than that, to be honest with you, is from when he came on with us and we were when we brought him on to the network. You know, I listened to Rob's show because of the Coon, uh, the Coon stuff. What happened to that guy? Is he still around? Who, I who? have no, I have not. I, he's blocked me on every every okay. single account that I have. So, God, I forgot all about him until thinking about it right now. I was going to say, if anybody's heard from Matt Coon. Hopefully he's well, still that's okay. good. That's good if you forgot about him. So I know. So we, the whole Matt Coon stuff, I'm not going to get back into all that nonsense again. But um, right. Rob, yeah, Rob ended up coming on with us. I saw what the thing that happened with Matt Coon and, and him. And then I listened to one of his shows, and I said, he's a pretty talented guy. I said, I like his show. We were just putting things out there. You know, I was just putting things together for the shows. I hit him up and said, hey, you want to come aboard? And Rob was like the first show that we had that came aboard. Yeah. And you know, we had a nice relationship. I had done some stuff with the grapplers before and, you know, the brand, some of the people in the brand or people, you know, with the brand, whatever. But uh, Robin, the grapplers got in this Twitter beef that started right around like WrestleMania or something. And 
I wasn't even involved in the fucking thing, you know? So I, I'm trying to defend my guy and defuse it here. And I ended up getting dragged through, you know, into this nonsense. The and whole then, thing when um, Grappler7 called out his uh, followers, right? Yeah, something like that. The followers. Yeah, and then one yeah. of them called him a cuck or something. That idiot oh. not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know? Jobber. Yeah, Jobber. Jobber, jobber nine, yeah. That same nine, era when that. What was that? Oh. Grappler nine, nine or whatever. Yeah. Was that one Jobber yeah. nine, man. Same Jobber nine. Jobber nine. King and yeah, the... Jobber, yeah, Jobber me nine. Me and that guy went back and forth a million times. Yeah. Oh, you guys had a little beef together there with things, man. Yeah, but had... it was just all fun and games. I was just, I was just playing off you guys, just fucking around. Oh, yeah. I give two shits about the guy. Oh yeah. So you know that whole stuff started. It went on for what seemed forever, and then. Rob was supposed to confront them on a show with me and I wasn't even involved in this stuff. I was trying to defuse the situation, you know, and things got said in, in the course of there, one of them said something to me, I triggered back and, you know, I, it triggered me to something and I said something back. We ended up going back and forth, but it was mainly about Rob and, you know, I having his back and then Rob ended up, you know, not wanting to do the show. So I had to sit over there and do the show against all three of them there to defend him. And, it was pretty much done for, you know, after that, it was over with. There was nobody saying anything. And then Rob went on one of his shows and made a comment about, uh, I think it was Ocho or something like that, being fat, and said something on one of his shows about it. And then it triggered it off again. And I always had his back. And then that whole nonsense that happened at the end of 2019. Can I, can I stop you right there real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah, go right ahead. Interrupt. Can I stop you real quick? No. Nope. Um, yeah, go right ahead. Speaking of, I'm glad you brought up Ocho because it just uh, – popped up in my mind who i don't i don't think this has ever been asked or answered who is behind um revealing ocho being a doctor and all, all of ocho's uh, all of ocho's information doctor who found ocho. that out and who's that who's behind that i knew his name because he had done something with me and i knew his name and rob was going for blood on stuff like he wanted he was out for blood and then ocho for whatever reason was the target and we had the information. Rob ended up looking it up and finding out like where he worked and stuff. And he found his this creepy uh, page that he had on YouTube where he wandered around New Jersey. It, it was odd stuff at certain points. So Rob got that, got some more information from there, found his thing. It was pretty good detective work on his part. And then he ended up <laughs> uh, finding out his address where his business was. And ended up finding out all this information. I might have found out a few things too, but Rob was the one I, that tweeted it all out. So, yeah, that was Rob. Yeah, I'll say, okay, so uh, we're leading up into Rob leaving. So, right. Okay. So the whole stuff happens, you know, whatever. I always had Rob's back. Uh, he had a fallout with Blake and Jeff. And then just that that whole comment that you mentioned, Drew, um, you know, was one of the things he put in the Facebook or in the Twitter group or whatever. I remember I was blown away by it, too. I was like, okay, whatever. I never had an issue with any of these guys. When you guys left, I never had an issue with you guys at all. We were always really cool. I never had an issue with Blake and Jeff, none of that stuff. Um, and Rob ended up, didn't want them around. And it was the best thing that they weren't going to be, you know, to, I could, they would have never worked with them at that point. And they ended up leaving. And then you guys end up leaving a, maybe a week or something after, maybe even less. I don't even remember, but um, you guys ended well, up when Jeff and up. Jeff and Blake left. I think yeah, they yeah, were gone. After right, first right. I think they. I think. I think they actually left after us. Was it after? Oh, us? did they? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it might have been after, but yeah, they. It was the same thing. It was never going to work out there, right? With, either with, or, uh, yeah, it just wasn't going to work out. So that happened, and then the guy's just 
he's just fucking toxic. Like he's a toxic human being. And, you know, I just got to say he, he's an unlikable human being in many ways. And I really did like Rob for a while, as unlikable as he could be at certain points. But there was a lot of things I would just pick up on with him over time. And then we were doing shows and helping him out on Rad Turtles. And he wouldn't respect people's times. He was abrupt and nasty as shit to people. You know, Dean stopped doing shows with them. And then I got Richie to do some shows with them. And then Richie didn't want to do them anymore either. I didn't want to do any more. Like we were sacrificing time and he was an ungrateful dick to people. And he admitted many times afterwards and apologized for it too. And then it just came to enough with me, with him. And I said, I'm done with this guy, man. I don't want anything to do with him anymore. Like I don't want him on the, on the network or the brand anymore. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. And I sent him a message and I said, you know, I think it is best that we move on and go different. If it becomes a, if it becomes a, if it becomes a, in uh a pain or uh uh if you you feel obligated when you were doing all these you guys were uh doing the shows together and all that and you're just dreading doing it and you just man like you said you couldn't stand them no more how the hell did you do that for so long well, that's like sometimes that. how i feel about dang over here but unfortunately <laughs> he's my blood i can't, can't get i can't of, fucking kick him to the curb no i'll be a dickhead or a fucking stubborn son of a bitch all day long <laughs> there was a lot of times guys i really did like doing stuff with him and i'll say that because you know he's a passionate fan of wrestling but his attitude he's i'm not a moody person you know if my wife was here right now she would tell you the same thing i'm not i wake up right. and i'm one of the I people have, that annoy i always say I there's no there's not enough time in the world to be upset or a prick all the damn time. Life's too short. Let shit slide yeah. off your back and you you be in a good mood all day, every day. Yeah, and I try. And, you know, I have my moments, too. My wife will always joke around. I'll, I'll, aggra- I'll aggra- uh, aggravate the fuck out of people a lot of times first thing in the morning because I'm one of those guys that don't doesn't have to wake up and have a cup of coffee to get going and to be in a good Ooh. mood. I wake up. Yeah, don't I know. My me, wife, don't talk to me for about three hours. That's my wife's motto, and that's a lot of my friends and coworkers are the same way. And uh, one of the facilities I managed for years, they'd walk in and I'd come in at seven o'clock in the morning, all happy and shit and sunshine. And people would want to probably choke me in the morning. And I get that. The the worst thing is getting to work at six in the morning and you got to work with somebody else and they're chippy and want to talk like, dude, I just woke up. Give me a fucking hour at least. Yeah, you ain't lying there. And, you know, Rob's one of those guys. He's a moody guy and he's very temperamental. So I, I kind of knew that when we, we got going a little bit, I found out early, but I did really like him. And I, I wanted to do a lot of things with him because Rob does have a lot of talent in a lot of ways and can do some really nice stuff, but he gets in the way of himself and becomes very unlikable. And I don't want to end up well, hating somebody. Right. That's admittedly, I think he would admit that's reason for him and Jeff's um, relationship souring and those, those two part way on the rad turtles, right? Yeah, yeah, he'd probably tell you right that himself. And, you know, Rob sent me a million messages before with that stuff, too. We had had a couple of conversations along the way about it. And we had got an an opportunity to go over to Art19 with this company. And I was very hesitant to even bring him along with us at that point. In fact, I, if I remember correctly, Richie and I were talking about it at that point. This was before, you know, everything imploded last year. But we had talked about it and Richie had been the one to say, you know, I, I don't really think it's a good idea. And I said, well, I just not going to turn my back on him. You know, he's, he's been a good friend to me in many ways. I don't want to do it. And I'm not putting any blame on Richie. Don't put that out there right now. I'm, you know, for anybody thinking that that's not what I, he was a friend giving me advice because I was torn too. And I had asked his opinion and ended up keep bringing him along with us. And 
I remember him sending me a message saying how thankful he was that I brought him with me still, despite how he had acted and things. And that's, that's how I am. I'm not going to be a douche to people. I want to give people the opportunities and the benefit of the doubt, sometimes to my own hindrance. Right. But in the reality too, is there was things I did wrong along the way too. And I admit that I wasn't a perfect angel in any way. Sometimes I got wrapped up with things too. And I had my part in it, you know, and there was stupid things that I should have done differently along the way that, you know, I wish, you know, I could go back and if I offended or hurt somebody's feelings, I could, you know, I'll say it right now, if you want to talk about it, tell me. And right. I could say, I apologize if I did something wrong too, because I wasn't perfect in the deal. I got too sucked in to that negativity with him a lot of times and that all this drama that had gone on. I'm not like that. I don't have that in my life. And here it was, it just kept going and going and made it not fun for me anymore. And do you think, it was, after, do you think it, do you think it was the, you guys are trying to create something so big here that you're just putting so much effort in both of you together, but had both different ideas and, but wanted the same goal, but it just couldn't work out. Couldn't mesh together, I guess. Right. Yeah. I think that was some of it. You're so invested. You're so invested in getting the network and all the shows lined up. And I mean, I'm sure it is. You got doing all the shit, everybody sending you shows and all that good shit, getting them out, out there, editing them or whatever. Yeah, but that, you then know, when you guys bad. became together, and you guys became together, and then it became all right. You had your idea how you were gonna do the reality check podcast network and and mm-hmm. expand it from there on out. Rob had his idea what he wanted to do with it because he thought his show was pretty damn good. So if you guys get together and go on, and he could, he had his own idea, and then those ideas came together and, and they reflected like the backside of the magnets, right? right. Like, no, a lot of it uh, came to it as well with him is that his audience had dwindled down so low at that point, and he was trying new things at this point. He's very set in his ways on what he wants to do, and I respect that. that that's his show, and that's his vision. I had offered some suggestions on some things, and I don't know for whatever reason, his show started to really just take a dive on, on the numbers, and it was doing pretty good every month, um, you know, for a good while. and Rob does have some talent and, you know, can do some good stuff. So for whatever reason, it started to go down and it was basically non-existent, you know, as audience at one point. And he was seeing other people, you know, doing pretty decent stuff and numbers and all that. And I think it upset him for a little bit. Like, why are people not listening to me here? I don't know. And I think that's part of it. Not saying like we're all, we were all world burners and getting a million downloads or show or a hundred thousand downloads an episode or anything like that. It's not the case as we all know, like it's really hard work to get a podcast out there, but right. We're lucky to, we're lucky to get seven listeners. So. <laughs> Anybody we almost listens- got, we almost got 10 a couple months ago. It was nine. Right. So we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's a lot of work and you guys have been doing it for a couple years now too. So you know how it is. It, it's a lot of work to get it out there. How many shows you have put out since the beginning you did? Um, I've done, I've, I've had to get rid of some of them or I lost a few of them along the way through the millions of different transitions from podcast hosts. Uh, right. So I've lost a few along the way. I've done probably over 400 plus right now, at least just on wrestling with reality, cheap heat, cheap pops. All right. Um, in total, you know, that I've done maybe through other things that I was a part of, you know, I'd say definitely over five to seven hundred five to six five to six hundred easily in two and a half three years that's yep less than three a years. lot of recording that's what i was telling uh uh bang the other day i said you think about it, we've done a lot of recording in the last two years yeah it's a lot of work too and there's not a lot of uh 
benefits to getting it to, to doing it. It's a lot of it. I, I, I just show up. I just show up and fucking uh, wait for him to start it. And then I sit here like an idiot and talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking much. I, that's all I do. And then he does the rest. So, um, but I am glad that you uh, mentioned Richie because we're going to get to him for a quick second. But before we get to that, I want to uh, kind of fast forward a little bit onto the whole thing uh, with Rob and flogging his dolphin, as as we could say. What, okay. what happened there? What happened there? <laughs> Whoa! Like, like with what Rob did, right? What 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 made you get to the point to release that and expose? I guess expose that to the Twitter world or the podcast, whatever you want to, whatever world that boiling point where you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to end this shit right now. Let, let's be, let, let, let's be real Frank here. When you have a million people saying a million different things about you and saying a bunch of bullshit, somebody that apologized to you for what they did, meaning Rob who apologized to me, I never once said anything negative about this guy. And I called him up and I ripped him a new fucking ass. And I had left him a voicemail, which I know he played or something one time. Which he, that's yeah, he put that out on an episode, yeah, I believe. Rob, yeah. Rob's, the, Rob's the king of doing that to people, man, and, and just doing that type of shit to people. But whatever. It is what it is. I don't care. I'm, I put it out there. That's fine. I said Was what that I said. before or did this whole thing happen before or after uh, they started to get my guy? Was it after? I think it was a couple episodes after, right? Uh, might have been. No, it might have been. might have been before. I don't know when they when did they start it. It was all way before this I go, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, this Either was, or like, was around the same time because this was shortly after like him and Richie did that show and uh, they had done Mike's show and just trashed on me and they kept going on with it. And I had sent him a message and I'd called or I'd called him, excuse me, and I ripped him a new ass as he played on his thing. And he, to my, you know, to my surprise, I didn't think he would call back because he's a non-confrontational person and he called back. And I ripped him a new fucking ass on the thing. And I was really pissed at him because I had said to him, I'll never say a negative bad word, a negative word about you. I'd never said anything negative. I said, I'm not going to discuss why you're leaving. It's no, it's nobody's business. I'm going to still support you. All that stuff. I, I had no bad well, words. With you, the guys, guy and- you guys, you guys did become to be great, good friends though. Right. So yeah, really good friends. No doubt about it. We, very short time. We, we had become good friends. And, uh, you know, I I had a pretty heated conversation with him on the phone, and he ended up apologizing to me and explained why he did it and wishes he could have taken it back. And, you know, I said to him, if I did anything to you along the way, I said, I apologize. I said, as I've never said anything, I'm not going to continue to do it, you know, and I hope you'll do the same. He's like, he's like, you know, I hope you come back. You, you have a great show. Like, I really hope so. And I said, hey, you know, maybe who knows in the future. We had stopped doing shows for a few weeks. And I said, who knows, dude, maybe we will, maybe it's ruined. I don't know. But I said, I wish y'all the best. If you ever need help along the way, let me know. I remember I sent him a message on Father's Day and I said, happy Father's Day too. And this was after we had squashed it, you know, for a couple of days. And he sent a nice thing back to me. He even sent me a message to some extent to say, you know, you're, you're, you're the way bigger man than me. Like, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm really sorry for everything. Please apologize to your wife and your, and your dad uh, for everything. And I said, no problem. It's water under the bridge. And then- I think he. I think he did end up saying that on some podcast he was on. So he did he did admit everything that you are saying right now. So. Right. Okay. I think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really listen to this stuff or this drama, so I don't really know what they say. So you might have to. Have you me. listened to any? Have you listened to any of my go shows? I've never listened to a full show. I've heard a handful of clips on it. That's about it. 
Okay, so, but we, before we go on that, let's let's back yeah. up just a little let's bit, and I want to go to Rob. So he, he we end yeah, up yeah. Swap. Let's wrap up, Rob. Yeah, so yep, we end up Rob. swapping the whole thing. It all ends, right. and you know, and I said, "Nothing but the best to you, bro. Good luck to you. Like I'm always got your back." Like I said, I shot him a Father's Day message. You know, Happy Father's Day. We were chatting nice things back and forth. You know, and he was very hesitant to and told me he didn't trust any of them or anything like that. And I said, hey, you know, that I wouldn't trust him either. That's on you. You got to do what you got to do. About the best. We had nice conversations, you know, through a few times chatting back and forth on text. And then I start seeing him trashing me online again. And I sent him a message Who's back that? and I'm like, Rob. Rob. Yeah, this is Rob. And then he's joining in on people trashing me. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We just had this conversation the other day. You, you, you're not going to do it. And then he just sends me something back like, uh, oh, it's just Twitter. Nobody gives a shit in the greater scheme of things. But I, I do. You just gave me your your word the other night and apologized to me. And then you're going to keep going on this? Like, come on, dude. And then I did the Flog My Dolphin show. Okay. So. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get back. Whoa, what about the videos? I forgot about the little Twitter videos. With the the flashing thing, oh, oh yeah, we'll get we'll get that? we'll get we'll get into that. Um, right yeah. before we get into the actual creative, core subject, I guess of get my going, and they got I got some a uh, couple serious stuff they've been saying. I want John to address, but I want to get really just real quick if you can, John, uh, yeah. lead us to what led to Richie leaving and him and Rob ultimately teaming up to do first. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, quote unquote get my go the first show that they did well and then richie goes back right politics we me and richie have a very different <laughs> political uh view on things and we had yeah. said a couple of things back and forth to one another and uh we were talking about some things and politics stupid politics just ridiculous richie and i become really good friends too and richie's a great guy he really is he made a mistake and so did i and along the way with some things and i should have communicated differently to him and I could be way over the top and me, Richie and I have talked about this a bunch of times, you know, just to, to squash it right afterwards. We should have been way more, way more open with one another about that stuff. And it's something we don't bring up and talk about as friends now. And Rob and I also, if there's a subject, you know, if you want to be friends with somebody and you like being friends with somebody or, or acquaintance or talking to whatever, and you know, there's that one subject, so be it. It's politics. So guess what? You talk about politics. There's a, almost a chance if you're face to face to be fist fight. Yes, most likely because yep. Let's all be honest. Anybody talking about politics are so revved up. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because Rob has that the he thinks the real reason that you ultimately kicked him off the network is because of the Facebook stuff about politics. He was saying to you and your dad and all that stuff that happened. So is is there any truth to? The, the politics is ultimately what got Rob kicked off of the reality check network, or is it just the combination of what you've already laid out? I think it was a combination of what I've laid out. And I think politics was the icing on the cake with him. His shit is cringy at best. Well, that, was the, a, the, that, was a, that was yeah, the icing on the cake where you, you took what you can, right. In your point of view, you took what you can for so yeah. long. And then finally you're just like, it's time to end this shit now. Right. Pretty much. It was, he had said something pretty disrespectful to my father. I can't even remember what it was, but uh, you know, there's, there's where once again, politics, you should never get into that shit with people and it can be the root of things. It was just the icing on the cake to a million and one things. And people had been telling me for so long and I was just, I give people way too many chances sometimes. And that's my own fault. It's something that I realize about myself is sometimes 
maybe I see too good of, of what people are instead of seeing them for who they are at that point. And I'm not saying the guy is an awful human being in every facet of his life. Cause that's not true. Cause he does have some really nice qualities too, but there were so many negatives that outweighed the positives for me continuing on with him. And for what I had as a vision, he was going to be more of a hindrance to me than he was going to be a help. And right. it just wasn't worth it. Right. And let, I didn't really want to be around it. I wanted to have let's, fun. I do this for go, fun. Not let's go time. where, where the, that short period of time and Richie and Rob together in the R and R podcast network was created. Right. Right. Yep. And then yep. right to where, where you're at right now. How the, how, well, Richie and I what, talked, how that all work out with, with yeah, Richie, Richie and Rob, how did Richie and Rob, did Richie and Rob fall out? How did Richie and Rob fall out for him to go back to you? And the old circumstance of the video that they did, uh, Rob and Richie, I think was with, Feeney and Derman, right? And that was basically the start of Get My Go, right? Right. Yeah. You and can ask shortly, shortly ask after that, that, Richie was back at, uh, I want to say reality check, but it's a uh, GP. Yeah, yeah, you know, GP, you GP, get, my, yeah. <laughs> get My Go, reality check, wrestling with reality, bang, dang, it all falls in somehow or another together, I guess. <laughs> well, Richie ended up going with Rob and doing his thing, which I found very surprising because Richie really didn't like Rob at all. He couldn't stomach him in many ways, which I found kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, the right. thing, with me and Richie, as I just said, just stupidity, difference of opinions in politics, which was dumb. He got a little hot. I got hot. And then he, people got in his ear probably. He could tell you better than I could, but he probably wouldn't want, even want to discuss it because it's so water under the bridge to him. And he ended up going off and going doing his thing with him for a few weeks. Now, mind you, me and Richie had talked on the phone. It was then probably a week of them doing that. And the whole stopped. time while Richie's with Rob, you guys are still talking? Yeah, absolutely. Richie, Rob knew that too, that Richie reached out I mean, me and Rich, uh, Richie reached out to one another. I talked to Rob first and Richie secondary, and uh, we talked it through for about an hour or two one night on the phone and it was done. And we, it, it wasn't perfect or anything right off the bat because there was still, you know, some anger on both sides, but Richie and I kept contact as friends. We would text frequently and stuff. Richie wasn't coming back or anything like that to the network. It wasn't that. Um, we were just friends and talking as friends about things and we have the whole time and been friends since probably a couple weeks after, you know, that stuff happened, it all ended and we moved on and we're just friends and it wasn't anything so about doing. Shows. That's kind of like the reason Richie went dark and stopped responding to Rob's messages and shit then probably. Well, you know, I, and he'll have to, he can answer that better. I'm just going to say what I feel on it is Richie is not a guy that wants any drama or any of that nonsense too. Rob had told him right, he's right. going to be one and done with the stuff and he kept doing it. And, you know, Richie, I think realizes it was a big mistake going and doing that thing with those guys in general, but Hey, it is what it is. It happened. We all make mistakes. I've done the same thing with people too. It is what it is. It's, it's, it's life. It's bullshit in the greater scheme of things. But, you know, with Rich, I think he regretted it pretty much. I think Richie would have to answer why you, why you went dark, but I think he really didn't want to do any shows with Rob anymore because of Rob's drama all the time. And Rob continually continuing this on and never wanting to stop and end this. I mean, he's obsessed as these guys are, they're obsessive about it. It's, it's really sad and pathetic, you know, in the greater scheme of things, but they live for hatred about me. And Richie probably saw that and said, this isn't what I'm interested in doing. And, if he went silent, I don't know why he did. He'd have to ask. Uh, Richie, I, I think I think it has something to do with like he's, uh, Rob is so invested in his his brand, his persona, maybe yep, his shows and all that. That's what he does. He's trying to yeah. make. He wants he, he wants this yeah. to make the to pay his bills. 
Yeah. And I we think Richie was just like me, me and Bang, me and Bang here. We just, we're just fucking around. Sure. I'm not that serious. I'm not that serious. Uh, Oh, believe me. I know. Richie got sick though, too. And his, he had, Richie had a really tough 2020 with some deaths in the family as well. And then he got, he had gotten sick too. And, you know, we all, so Richie had gotten pretty ill and had been through a lot last year. And it was, a tough time, I think, for him to go through all that, and he needed a break from all that. So I think if he his last on his mind, right? Yeah, you know, he had other more important things to go on. He wasn't feeling good. He had lost some important people in his life, and you know that was that. But that's my opinion, maybe why he went silent. But he's the only one that can answer that one, not me, because I don't. Me and him do not talk about those guys or Rob or any of that stuff. We don't get into that. That's not part of our conversations. Right. You know, we're friends and I want to, I care about him as a friend. If he wants to do a show today, we'll do it. We can do a show. If he doesn't want to do one, then by all means, he's still my friend and I care about him. And it was a stupid thing on both sides, on all sides, you know, so much of this, but it, it got blown up out of proportion and I forgive and forget. And if I did anything wrong along, along the way, I apologize to him too. And he forgave and forget. And that was that. And then everything's great okay. and been great. He's a good friend. All right, uh, that moves on to uh, Rob and Richie doing that first show, which spawns the, I guess you could say, ever popular Get My Go show. I, I, I'm going to say this first and foremost. Get My Go, it's fucking hilarious. Even it, It's not only because if, if, if it was about you or any other person, just the whole concept of the show, if they were doing it about us, I'd fucking right. tune in and probably laugh uh, I, my ass I'd be, off. I would be entertained. Just because I laugh at us all the time we always call each other out on stupid shit that right. we knew and fucking and whatever me, there's a lot of clips they could find make fun of us as well. that's true but that led into the get my go stuff and whatever basically it's 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 like it's a show revolved around you so how do you feel like feel about that you're you're uh you're yeah let's 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 address that how much publicity i guess or downloads or more downloads are you getting solely off of people hate listening i guess right let me me tell you this (laughs) i don't i don't struggle for downloads i'll say that i i definitely don't struggle for downloads are we a big huge show of course not we're all just doing this but does it bring people over absolutely i'm sure it does i guarantee it does and we're not struggling on downloads so if you want to come over and listen whether you hate it or not a lot of the people that hate on it too look at them and look at what they're hating on. They're looking for attention and drama. And I'm not going to give it to them. If you want to do a show about me and you want to devote your life to me on doing this get my go shit, by all means, man, let me tell you something. I feel bad for you because I'm really not that interesting of a person. If you want to make fun of me and clown on me, bro, there's nothing you could ever say about me that hasn't already been said or I haven't already said myself. So I'm my own greatest critic in many ways. So if you want to knock on me, you want to say whatever you want about me, dude. It's not any bit of my day is worried about that. I think it's pathetic. Have, have you been asked to go? Have, have you been asked to go on the show? I would go on their show tomorrow, right now. How easy have was it to, ask me to come on and talk about this? And then I said I would do it. How easy was it? Has Durbin talked to you or Feeney? Durbin or- and Feeney refuse to talk to me. Husey refuses to talk to me because they don't want to go down that route with me because they know it's going to kill the illusion of this dumbass shit that they put together in their own mind. If the only relevance in their life from what Durban does, that's all this guy does, man. Is like he, he trolls my people that will tweet about me. 
he does all he goes to this different level of just crazy obsessive stalker shit. I don't Durban care about is him. the ultimate fucking troll. I will, I will say that. <laughs> Durban, Durban, yeah, he'll get to the bottom of it. I guarantee you that. Yeah, he's an obsessive stalker. He's a troll. The guy's a fucking goof. He really is. Well, and I'm going to say it right there. And I used to like Mike, and I, ha- I have respect for Mike's work um, because Mike is definitely a very talented guy in a lot of things that he does. I don't like trolls, and I don't want to be around a guy like that. He, the guy's got no balls to talk. So bring him on anytime, man. Bring him on now. Bring him on in two weeks. I don't care, man. Mike Durban, you want to talk? Let's talk, man. Let's end it. Because I, I think am- he got talent, but – I, I, I am glad I that you brought up uh, downloads because a, a big, a big uh, bullshit. What I'm looking for the big um, criticism right on their show yeah. is the they farms. accuse you of click farms. I now, let me, before you respond, let me just point this out. Wait, let me let me just point this out real quick. Okay, when we were on your network and the numbers we got sent, and we when we left weren't consistent with the numbers that you were sent. I don't know what the, I just, I'm just curious. I'm not saying either or either way. I'm just curious as to what the explanation that you're saying is why, or, uh, have you used, do you use, have you ever used click farms? No, I don't even know what they are. I don't even know what you would go about doing it. (laughs) So no, you want to know how easy it is to sit over there and find out how my numbers are. Go on Podbean's mobile site and you can see for yourself how many downloads I do. It's apparent and it's right out there for people. You want to see my total downloads and what I do? Go right on over to my Podbean site right there. You'll see. Do looking at your walls make you depressed? (laughs) Well, go to Router Designs Custom Signs and brighten them up. Here at Router Designs Custom Signs, we got you covered. Business logos, podcast logos, sports logos, logos of logos. At Router Designs, we do it all. So you can buy a wood sign to hang on your wall. Void were prohibited. Purchase necessary. Go to Router Designs Custom Signs at gmail.com for rules and pricing info. Member of the Equal Signs Center. For more information, go to Router Designs Custom Signs at gmail.com. That's Router Designs Custom Signs at gmail.com. It's real easy. Go to your mobile phone. The only thing I, I mean, I guess, I guess the only issue I have is that, is like I said, the when. When you sent us numbers and then when we went on our own, they were not even near the same. So when I don't know. It kinda, your- to me, it to me, it had merit, but I'm just wondering. I'm not a podcaster. I don't. I don't deal with the the behind the scenes analytic fucking shit like mm-hmm. that or anything like that. So I just want to hear from you. Like, what would you, what what is your opinion on what the discrepancy in numbers are? Right. Well, I think a lot of times if you switch between servers, a, a lot of times things with people. Maybe somebody listened to you on a certain server. I don't know. It's really weird. They've also they've also taken the measures in podcasting and they've scrubbed them completely clean over the last like year and a half. So they use this thing called the IABB, which is a regulatory agency for downloads. So what it is, is it prevents people from duplicating download. So before it would be if somebody would go on your show, listen to it for 15 seconds or something, you would get a download for it. Now with IABB stuff and they could go and do that later on. So they were clicking on they could click on shows and you could get a lot of downloads for a show, and it might be for one person going back and forth on the thing. You know, sometimes if you listen to a long show, right, people go back and forth. So that could be one right there, transitions in between them. Now, when they implemented new measures with the IABB last year, a lot of people saw their numbers drastically cut down because that's when you see a lot of times, too, that, yeah, 
they're scrubbing the measures here and maybe it was completely different through this other one. So it got better as a regulatory agency. Now people are getting a more accurate look at what they've been doing because podcast analytics has been something that's been a real big question for a long time for people. That's from what I know. So, but so the bottom line is no click farms whatsoever. No. Any show. So that's, that's no, all. That what, what, what would I have? Am I making a lot of money on this show? So if I, if I was investing my own money into something, what does it do for me? If I'm not making a shit ton of money, I don't even have any sponsors on my show right now. I haven't had one, I think since, you know, November, honestly, it's because I, I don't pursue it right now because I've been busy holidays and stuff too, but we're not going to make a ton of money on this unless you're the level of a Conrad Thompson show or a Joe Rogan. So why would I, what would the incentive for me even be? To do that, and Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan sold out Spotify. Yeah, the motherfucker yes, got like two hundred million though. Why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, now you can't even watch his videos on YouTube anymore. Because yeah, you can watch Spotify. them. On, yeah, Spotify if, has videos though. If I'm gonna go and buy downloads, guys, I'm gonna go all out, man. I'm gonna buy a huge amount, not a fucking couple of hundred or something like that. That does nothing. If anybody's gonna go out and do it, go all out in full force. Go buy a hundred thousand of them or two hundred thousand of them. I guess if that's how it works. I don't know, but no, that's just so, a ridiculous uh, thing. So the chart positions and um, where you're at on all these different charts and everything, and that's that's 100% legit. That's what you're saying. 100% legit. 100% oh. legit. 100% legit, man. All right. Well, moving on. All right. Well, yeah, we got that out of the way. Another big uh Hey, hold on criticism. for a second on the chart positions, uh, Drew, really quick. People okay. wanted to knock when we would talk about chart positions for me and Joe Feeney. Now it's I know something... they make fun of your. I may, I know they uh, have a running joke on uh, your dad was number five in Brazil number or something 13, like that. Number, number thirteen, 13 yeah, in Brazil or what? Joke. It was a joke where we would clown with him on it and stuff and say, "Look, it's number uh, thirteen in Brazil. Stand here as a joke." We have fun with it because my dad liked doing podcasts for fun, and when he saw that he was number thirteen in Brazil, it was a cool thing for an older guy to sit over there and get that. It was okay. it was a fun thing, you know. And for all the people that knocked on the stuff. They're all proud of it too when they chart. Everybody is. It, it's a hard thing to chart on the iTunes charts, and it's cool to see your name under there, that people are listening to you, and that you're getting on a chart. So, hey, it is what it is, but 100% legit. Well, right. go, going back to downloads, um, that was Rob's one main thing when he got on Get My Go is that the same thing when he when he migrated on his own that he's seen. In one one, one day drops. or whatever, it was a, a significant amount of uh, downloads on one in one area of, of town that you happen to live in. Oh, and, and yeah, with. right. And right. then because if people if people listen to your thing and you have a lot of episodes in your library, people's libraries download all the time. And I have explained this to him before. Irregardless, you shouldn't even be complaining if somebody from my fucking town when we put things up online or they're listening to your shows, go listen to your stuff. Good for you. Be happy about it, man, because nobody was listening to a show at that point. So it was good to see that people went over that day and listened because the guy was literally getting about 60 downloads a week. That was it. So be happy. 60, if 60 downloads a week with how many shows? Two or three shows he was doing a week. Two or three shows a week. So he was getting 20, 20 episodes, 20, I mean, 20 people listening to every show. Some episodes. It's some episodes he was getting nine or ten people listening a show. All right. Yeah. And well, that, this- that that was his thing. He had he had this big spike one week mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Is that, that this is this is his this is his claim to why he thinks you were using Click Farms. He had the big spike in one week, 
from out of nowhere, but only it was only a handful of episodes, not every episode. His his argument is it would have been across every single episode. Why is why is it only the couple? I, I have no idea, and I don't think he's telling the truth on that, to be honest with you, because he wasn't getting a massive spike on a certain amount of episodes. It wasn't happening. It really wasn't. His numbers were non-existent. They really were. Somebody probably went. He probably got a few listens on people, and they downloaded his entire fucking library is what it probably was. He should have been happy anybody was listening at that point because he wasn't getting anybody. He was on to the point where he was ready to pack it up. So if somebody downloads your old library instead of getting one download, download if it was one episode, so you get all those downloads count as your... Yeah, you can set them up in a lot of your podcast, however people listen to their podcasts. It'll download. Some people say it, you know, when they get when they go to subscribe to a show, you might have it already set in your settings and you might download all of those episodes. So if people listen right. on their phone per se... Like right. I have a shitty storage on my iPhone, you know, I got like 64 gigabytes or whatever it is on their megabytes. So when people want right. to listen to a new show for the first time and I'll subscribe, it'll download the whole library for my, into my iTunes. So if they have 150 episodes right. in there, um, you know, 150 That's episodes 150 already download, obviously right? Here so you they'll, go, pop, right they'll pop their next fucking, uh, ranking up 150 more. Very episodes well, yeah. yeah. So well, that's, Rob, why, that's why new viewers are so important to many podcasts because, your hope and intention is that, especially if you have a lot of episodes in the library, that they're going to go back and listen to a bunch of your stuff. And that's your goal and your hope and your intention is when you bring a new listener. Oh, right. cool. I got 100 episodes already in. And maybe these guys will like me enough to go and listen to 20 episodes of mine over the next few days or week or whatever. Right. That's what you hope for. Right. Okay. So let's let's move on from that garbage. Um, we Another big criticism is the... I, I I don't know if you would call them failures, but the short longevity of the Dan Severn and Vampiro shows, they like to rag on that. And um, I'm just curious to see what your opinion is. They, they are saying that Severn and Vampiro didn't like you as a host or as a person even. And that's why those shows failed. In your opinion, what, what made those shows not be successful as you would hope? All right. What happened? Dan- Dan Severn is one of the most quality human beings that you could possibly ever imagine to talk to. He's an amazing person. When I got an opportunity to interview Dan, I loved him. And Dan and I became friends. And we would talk back and forth multiple times a week. I had the idea on what to do for the show for Dan. Dan loved the idea. Dan is one of the busiest people you'll ever see. He's an extremely busy guy. He's always going and going because he wants to retire in a few years. So he's trying to make as much money as he can right now to retire. Um, I think he's like 62 right now. Yeah, so it's about time to retire. Yeah, and he's on the last leg of it. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't hop in the ring much for anything. It's just not him. But Dan would take as much work as he could possibly get. So it became a little frustrating with Dan because Dan would have a time schedule with you and he wouldn't be able to commit to it. Or you'd get him in an airport and have to talk to him for 30 minutes in an airport. And that's, good for Dan because Dan was super successful his whole career and what he's done. And he had so many things going on. We could have continued that on and kept going with it. I didn't want to put out a product that we couldn't devote the time that it needed to it because we needed to be able to develop the time to it. And it would have been a a really good success, I think, which I was really uh, grateful for the time and that Dan doesn't like me. Dan just sent me emails and text messages upwards of a few months ago, Facebook, like, come on, Dan's a great guy. The only reason I haven't talked to Dan right. is because I've been so busy this this last year with everything how many, going on. How many shows have you guys actually? How many shows actually w- was put out 
because I didn't even I think see it was that. Six or seven to be, uh, I think it was like six or seven, something like I'm, that. He went to Australia I'm, and was on a tour out in Australia, and then he went to Japan afterwards, and it became so hard to tape. I'm glad Dang brought that up actually, because one of the other allegations, I guess you could call them on Get My Go, is that during the Dan Severin um, podcast era, you put out other podcasts that were from other people and pass them off as your own video interviews. What, uh-huh. what is your uh, response to them, those claims? Dan asked me to put that out there to help the kid out that was doing it. He was doing, he was creating a Facebook uh, service called, it was like some type of doctor online for his Facebook service. Right. So he had asked me to put out the podcast that he had done with this kid. He didn't, the kid did an interview with him for his website. And he asked me to put it out because he liked the young man that did it with him and wanted to give him some exposure. So we put his show out there. Sweet. Were those ever classified that there were that guy's shows or were there, was there was a discrepancy between the two? Or? No, there was never, that was not, that wasn't my show. That was that guy's. The guy gave me permission to put him out too and was grateful for it and right. was, was super thankful for it. Like we put it out there and he's the one that the guy's the one that gave me the file to the show and, and was thankful for it. So right. that was it. The interview was done by that guy and put out on the show. So, but, but I guess the claim is that the interview that you put out is you cut out the guy and you ask your own questions and spliced uh, Dan Severn's responses in. So like there was no credit given to the other guy. No way, shape or form. That's so, that's so inaccurate and so untrue. The guy's voice was in the thing. (laughs) I I mean, I, I'm just going, yeah, like I just gathered information from what I was. I, I didn't so, listen to the episode, so, so I don't. Moving on, that, that that's their claim. So you're you're denying that, right? Right, for seven, a thousand right. percent. The guy gave me the file for Christ's sakes. It was his work, not even mine. Gave me the file. Right. He right. went on and did the he did the interview with Dan, and that was that. Right. Okay. Um, Moving on. How about uh, Vampiro? Yeah, what, what happened there? It looked promising. I've I've seen your tweets I and stuff like that. It, it, it that I, looked very very promising. Okay. I knew what I was getting into with Vamp right off the bat, that Vamp was in a really bad spot. If you remember at that point, he had done that viral video that was out online mm-hmm. um, about he was lost and he was crying and he was right. just, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And I saw the video, it broke my fucking heart. And I had reached out to him and I was right. like, you know, Hey, I feel terrible to see what you're going through. Like he was so destitute and down and broke and everything. I said, maybe I can help you, you know, maybe we could do a show or something, you know, people would love to hear what you're saying. I was never a big Vampiro fan in any way, shape or form. I respected I, mean, I, knew, I knew of them. I think Vampiro and Sting had a couple, uh, what were they called? Um, like graveyard, matches yeah, graveyard matches. Like graveyard matches. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> Vampiro, I'm not too familiar with at all. I had seen him in WCW, but it wasn't like I was a huge, huge fan of his in any way. I respect the body of work that he had and how big he was. He was a legend in Mexico. Right. He wasn't the, the kiss impersonator, was he? No. What no, was no. Demon or whatever no, that name Demon, is. Demon was the Gene Simmons impersonator. Yeah, you got it right there. He was just like his own thing, and he was like a god down in Mexico, and he really was. He's one he, of He really still is, if you want to get technical. Who's that, Van Yeah, Pedro? he could go down there any day of the week, yeah. and he could sell out arenas just by him being up here and there, I'm sure. He's super always going to be over down there. You know, with Vamp, is I hit him up. It was so easy. I sent him a message on a DM on Twitter. He, he hit me right back. And he like wanted to go right then and there and get started. And I was like, well, you know, we got to roll this out. He's like, fuck it. Let's get going. I need to make money. I need to make money. 
and you know, I tell people right off the bat, you're probably not going to make a lot of money in this right off the bat. And it's just probably not going to happen. He didn't want to sell dick pills. He didn't want to do any of the manscape stuff. And he was gung ho, like everything. I was warned about him. Even Feeney warned me about him. And I knew enough to know I was trying to do a nice thing for somebody that was down on their luck. It wasn't like I'm into the paranormal world. Like vamp is he's into all that paranormal holistic shit. It's not me. Yeah. Right. Right. It was fun doing it for the time that it was vamps always looking for the next big thing. And he wants it right then and there instantly. And he ended up leaving. He said he was going to Mike Tyson to work with Mike Tyson's people. And did, that did that ever happen? He yeah. did this dumbass YouTube show that he did for like two or three episodes or something. And of course, none of it ever came to fruition. And then out of spite, well, never had Mike Tyson on No, Jesus, no. Mike Tyson, like a network or something. Oh. Yeah, it was like his representative company, like his agents and stuff, supposedly. I would have Mike Tyson on my show. Would you have Mike Tyson on your show? Anytime he wants. Anytime. Right. You You ain't getting him. I'll I'll fucking skip work for the day. Basically, the the big thing with uh, the Vampiro stuff is. Vamp went to go work. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. You thought it was cool. You thought it was cool and fun, but then you realized, oh, wait. He, he couldn't do both. And if you're going to choose to go, if he was really working for Mike Tyson's people, I don't know that's between him or not, if he actually did it. But from what he was saying in all the messages and everything, and I'd heard about it with him for a while that he was going to work with them. We, we did it as something to be nice. In fact, I offered the show to Rob right off the bat and Rob didn't want to do it and he didn't want to do the show. So I offered it to him to do, and he didn't want to do it. So I ended up taking it on, on and doing it. And it was fun enough while it lasted, but he's very flaky. He'll tell you one time, another one, and then not do it. And you're bouncing back and forth. He's not a bad guy in any way. Ian's not a bad guy. Ian and Vampiro are two different people. And I had fun when I was doing stuff with him. He was, he was, we always got along good. And he sent me a message when I couldn't get a hold of him for a week. And he apologized to me and said that, you know, he's only allowed to do it with them now. And I said, cool, that was fine. I didn't want to bring him back in any way. It was fine. I was happy for him. I just wanted him to be successful. Okay, I guess the the biggest, I guess, joke on the show is that Vamp thought you were boring and didn't want you as a host, and supposedly there's text messages between who knows who and all that stuff. Is Did you ever get that vibe that, that just Vamp wasn't interested? or Not at all. Do you want to see the text messages, Drew? I mean, if you can send them to me, yeah. Sure. I'm going to send them to you right now so you can see for yourself. And you can see if this if that was the case whatsoever. I'm going to send them to you right on your Twitter message right now so you can see for yourself the, the, the proof and the validation of what, I'm, of what I'm saying right now with Vamp. Vamp moves on to the next thing all the time. He's always looking for the next best thing. Last I heard, he's back living in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada again. And... I heard he was doing stuff at the Salvation Army in Thunder Bay right now. We're doing some work down there for them. Like maybe like so what, about the, what about the whole Twitter thing you guys just got into? Like it was only I like didn't a couple get of with him. It wasn't even me. It was once again they, somebody mentioned him on the show. Sonny is who does shows with us is from Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. So I made I made a joke about Thunder Bay and Ontario, Canada being home of the wrestling legend Vampiro. And then um now it's the home of uh, the, the legend Sonny or whatever the hell I said on there. And then Corey, a guy who I let come on and do a couple things on the show. Nice guy. Yeah. Um, Corey, Corey, Eppen, 
Corey F and Ryan, they call him. Yeah, Corey's a nice guy. He's you know really a really good person. He wanted to come what, on and do a couple of things. Was it? Show. Was it Corey? Was it Corey, was it Corey that DM'd Mike Dermon the other night or Facebook timed him or whatever like four times in a row at midnight? I don't know. What did he do? I don't <laughs> was, know. That's, that's he might have been, he was, I know. I know Corey was very hot about them making fun of him on a whole show. I didn't listen to the show, so I don't know what it what it was said. But you know that supposedly was, somebody. Uh, Facebook or uh, fate, what does he call it? Message Mike Durban, yeah. At like midnight, four times. Probably, it probably was. Corey Just probably talking wanted shit, saying yeah, I'll beat your ass, basically. Good. I mean, Corey probably got. Corey never did anything to the guy and saw this whole show that the dude made just clowning on him and stuff. And Corey's just a guy that was just trying to go up and have a good time. And those guys wanted to take it to another, you know, there's a difference between making a joke and being an asshole. And I'm sure they were probably an asshole about it. And Corey didn't want to get into that stuff whatsoever. That wasn't um, anything that he wanted anything to do with. I'm sure, you know, with getting that and it probably pissed him off. And I know there was a few times he saw it and he wanted to say something and he ended up, uh, you know, not doing it because I said, Hey dudes, it's not worth it. Stop. You know, like, right. It's not right. worth it. So if he, if he mailed it, Drew, I'm, I'm actually going to text it to you right now. Okay. All right. It's easier to do it there. Yeah. I just sent it to you right now, but um, yeah, so it is what, so if he did, that's on him. I don't blame him if he got hot at somebody and he didn't want to be a part of that or whatever, but so Corey had said something on the show about Vamp, and then they tagged me in it, doing what Mike does and trolling people. And then Vamp started to come at it with well, uh, he said me. He said basically, uh, "Fuck you, Vamp Vampiro" or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's what the dude said. So that's what somebody else said. What am I going to sit over there and do? Can I? Can I? Can I police everything everybody says? You know, right. what, what, what's, if 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 he's got that thinnest skin, that that's going to offend him to set him off. You know, I, I don't know what to say for for him. Like he's been in the you know sports entertainment world. Have you and Vampiro talked recently? No, we haven't talked in a couple months at least. It's probably a few months. He ended up, I think, blocking me over it. I didn't even get into it. He said, uh, "Let's do a show about this." And I said, "Sure." You, let's you do didn't it. see his tweet that he put. You didn't see his tweet that he put out. What was it? He was talking about the whole fucking bullshit that was going on. Well, I know I, that uh, Vampiro just started his own podcast, and the first episode was dedicated to you pretty much. Did you hear that? I heard it. I heard it. I thought it was right. pretty funny. The guy acted like we were like long lost best friends in the world and shit. And like, he's going to see me at a convention and do this. Dude, let me tell you right now, you can play that Vampiro bullshit with somebody else. Ian, you're, you're a soft, nice guy, man. Like you're not going to do shit. Let's just be realistic. You're not going to do shit. And I ain't going to be at your local wrestling convention either. I have a real job. And uh, you want to bounce back and forth and, and go and do whatever you want to do in life. I Wait, wish you the best. Ian, Ian is Ian is Vampiro. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ian and Ian is a good guy in his heart, but he's a he's a fragile soul, and he's going through a lot of issues in his life, and right. he's been through a lot. And I respect all that he's done, but he's doing it for a show. How long is it going to continue? Let's see, Vamp. If you make it six months doing it, I would be blown away. The guy bounces back and forth from project to project. And the stuff that he said in that stupid shit and that 14 minute rant was embarrassing at best because why are you wasting your time with somebody that has of no big relevance in the wrestling world whatsoever? You've been on the biggest promotions in the world, man. And you're worried about me. Come on, get over it. And it wasn't even my comments, vamp. I've done nothing but put you over most of the time. I've only said a few times, a few certain things. So, so there might be kind of like a little hard feelings going on between the two of you right now. 
I have no hard feelings towards the guy whatsoever. He can say whatever he wants and do whatever he wants on, on his show or engage with those people or whoever he wants to do. I don't have any hard feelings towards him. I, I wish him nothing but the best. The guy's got a family. He's got a daughter. I hope that he can provide for. And if right. he's got better opportunities, I say great put for him. It, put it simple. It just wasn't mission. It wasn't going to work. It just wasn't, you know, he was moving on to something way bigger. If you're going to pick supposedly Mike Tyson's people over John Wangland, go with Mike Tyson's right. people a thousand percent, man. I would do the same thing. I leave me to go with them. If they offer me a spot, go, go right for it's it. True. Like hundred percent. hundred percent true. Yeah. I wish them the best. Oh. I want anybody to make money and do things. That's all. Sweet. So Severn, Vampiro, bam, got that out of the way. Yep. Moving on. Um, yeah, I guess uh, the last big thing is um, a lot of the criticisms, somebody we, we haven't mentioned yet, but a lot of the the focus, I guess, half of the focus of the Get My Go show is on Chris Martin and his um, surgeries. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard this, but there's been a lot of videos and screenshots and all this stuff about him setting up GoFundMes or various FundMes from whatever websites as far as 2016, 2017. And basically the whole, the whole thing is, it's alleged it's a scam. What, what is, what is your thoughts about that? Talk to Chris about that is, do you have any like concrete proof you can provide us to disprove that or what, what's, what's going on with that? Chris is a great guy. He's got a great heart. He's like anybody else. He has imperfections in life too. Chris isn't a fraud. He isn't a liar. I spoke with Chris when he was in the hospital multiple times on Skype when he was sick and just got his surgery done. Chris a thousand percent got his surgery done on his neck and I saw him in the hospital on Skype. I've seen the video uh, that was put out with all the screenshots and all that shit. I think so. I think I saw that that stupid one where different things. You'd have to ask Chris about those things. I can't comment on those, you know, with different fundraisers or things he was doing. Chris is not a liar. He's not a scammer on those things. He's not trying to do anything. Chris is a good dude. You can ask Chris yourself, though, and talk to him, and he could clarify that for you. I'm sure he would. Oh, well, definitely uh, love to have him on to discuss all that stuff, too. But that leads me into the video that Rob had put out. I'm sure you've seen it. It was on Get My Go where it was post show or whatever. And you're talking basically shit about Chris and saying Mm -hmm. you're going to kick him off the network and all this other shit. What, what, what's, what's up with that? Or was it like at the, at at the point of the, where you guys were at in the whole fucking situation where you're trying to get this whole network to go, what we need to do, what we got to do and who's in, who's out. Yeah. It was frustrating. It was, it was frustrating for me at this point. Rob was arguing with him um richie and and him had, had some issues too we're talking it was like herding cattle for me all the time with putting out one fire after the next with people and things and i just got fed up with it and i got and chris had sent me a message about something you know he didn't want to be on the show you know because of the stuff with uh richie or rob or one of them or something and i just got annoyed by it because i'd been there to help him and i was getting Did hot chris too, and- take offense to richie's political view- uh, views oh obviously uh, I think it was something with that. Yeah, I think it was something with that. Yeah, something probably with that. Like they had a little political back. Once again, politics, you know, ruined shit. So they ended up getting a beef. And then I got put in the middle of it all the time between them. And then Rob never liked him and wanted him around. And then Chris got angry at one of that, at one or both of them too. And then they were all, I was just in the middle of it. And I was like, fuck this, man. You know, I'm done. 
Like if people are going to get the fuck off, if you're going to do it, what the fuck, man. And instantly, and basically that's what the video, basically that's what the video said. You know? Yeah. And instantly within the next day, I called Chris and said, and told him, you know, exactly what I had said. And I, this was before I knew there was even a video of it, or I don't care if there was a video of it. That's not the issue. I, well, yeah, I didn't you know, know there's a video of it. You and Robert on a fucking, uh, 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 what, Skype, Skype call or, or something? Was, yeah, yeah so we were clearly a video. Talking. Yeah, so it wasn't part of the show or anything. It was a personal conversation. I probably got agitated at the whole thing, being in the middle of it all you the time. Be care- you got to be careful. What you, you got to be careful what you say on uh, platforms, man. Well, we we've all learned this the hard way, right? Right. Big Brother's always out there watching over, right? Yeah, not even Big Brother, just everybody. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You know, you never you never do know. People are out there doing it, whatever, but. You know, I called Chris up the next day and I told him about it. And I said, you know, I got pretty angry and was talking with Rob and Richie last night. And, you know, this is what I said. And I said, this is how I feel and this is why. And if I said something wrong there, I apologize. Chris was the same way. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, if I if I got you hot and angry at that point for everything. I'm so grateful for the opportunity you gave me. Um, no worries. We never had a problem. We, we talked about it. They put it out there trying to create drama. And it was like, Dude, we talked about that like the day after it happened. So, and, Chris, seen the video that they put sure. out of what yeah, you said about him? Yeah, because I, I told him exactly what happened right afterwards. Right. He, he wasn't mad at all. I guess you know? my perspective that I'm, I guess I'm trying to convey here is all of the GoFundMes and different FundMes and all that shit about different different um situations surgery this getting kicked out of my house here you you believe it 100 percent you don't think it was a scam at all fund me listen to fund my go lean cory on the case now's not the time for a promo man it's always the time for a promo (laughs) every fucking time lean lean cory on the case the uh what was it fucking called yeah so yeah you You gotta listen to that all the all the evidence that is out there that could be on the contrary, you don't you you believe it what he was putting out there and getting funded for wholeheartedly, or do you have some doubts? You can be on it. I mean, do you have any doubts doubt. at all? I don't have any doubts at all after talking with Chris about it all, and I've expressed my concerns to him in the beginning of all this stuff when it was coming out with people and started. Right. I expressed my concerns because it's the first thing, and well, he could tell is, you if this, he was on this questioning has been going on for what a year and a half now. Oh, yeah, it's been going on a long time. And I said this to Chris. I said, listen, man, if you did that, I'm not knocking you if you're in pain, if you had to get money. But, you know, you need to tell me because I don't want to be associated with something like that. And I've said that to him right. before. I said, so you can tell me now I'm not going to hate you. Just I just right. need to know. And he t- gave me his word and his honesty when I had asked him a long time back on that when they started that. And he had told me and I said, this is the stuff that I've seen because other things I saw, you know, too, from people putting out there. And I had asked him and I do believe Chris a hundred percent. Chris is a very loyal and good friend and he's a good person. And if Chris is going to give me his word and tell me that's not true, I believe Chris 1000%. And so I know I got to gotta ask this. Does, mm-hmm. does Chris love or hate Vince Russo? Cause we don't know. <laughs> Chris, goes up and, Chris goes up and down a lot on that one, man. I'll tell you. Does I agree. love or hate Vince Russo. Oh. I, I think uh, maybe a little of everything. I don't know. I, he Chris goes up and down. Right. He's got a love hate with him. Right. I would say yeah, so probably, myself. Probably yeah, probably a love hate on that. He <laughs> wants to hate him, but he can't. I don't think he hates him at all. I, I think that um hate is just a strong word. You can't say yeah. hate. I think sometimes he dislikes the tactics or dislikes some of the people that he's involved with, maybe. Right. I think that's 
probably the best way to put it. I think he has the utmost respect for him too, but uh, right. Chris is an emotional person and acts based on emotion a lot of times. And he would be the first one to tell you, you know, if you had him on the show right now, he's that way. I can be too, but I've learned how to think a little bit more like a card counter in life, how to think more strategically um, than I do with just quick action. And it's something I've learned over time too. And I've made mistakes on it as well. The last couple of years, I try to definitely, um, you know, think about what I do before I do it now. Right. Okay. Um, I know we're running short on time here, so I just want to kind of quick fire a couple questions. We got anonymous questions. From, uh, anonymous, but I, I'm sure you could figure out who are these from. So, um, sure. Go right ahead. Are you up for it? Yeah. Hit me up. I got about five minutes I can do. Okay. Right. Um, Supposedly, there's a video going around or uh, something going around. Durban and Joe Feeney got text messages of you supposedly being being dead. Are you behind that or no? Oh, wait. Did you die? Well, apparently, somebody killed me off. Drew, did you get the what? text messages I sent you? I saw the Vampiro ones, yes. Okay, yeah. So, I get a random text message on a Sunday night, all right? So I'm sitting here on a Sunday night, and it says right here. I'll screenshot it and send it to you, Drew, just so you know I'm not bullshitting you here once again. All right. So I'm going to send you the whole basis of the conversation. Just please don't disclose the person's number because okay. that's private, you know. Um, right. But you'll get, you'll get it right now so you can see it, Drew. Hold on. I'll send it to you right now. Boom, boom. So I get a message on a Sunday night. I'm just sitting there with my wife and I'm just relaxing. We're watching TV, doing whatever the hell it is. All right. And I get this message and this guy goes, since I've never seen this message, there's number a day in my life. Um, it was from a Virginia area code and it says, John, are you okay? And I, and it says, there's a rumor going around that you passed away. And oh, I was like, what? yeah, I said, what the fuck? And I look on my phone and the person had called me too. And I said, in the text messages, you'll see Drew that I just sent you. I said, may I ask who the Yeah, from Wrestling Inc. Right. And it says Mike Durban posted something. And Drew, you can read it off there for yourself to see that. Wait, Mike Durban posted something? What did he post? The guy said that Mike Durban posted something on his account about me passing away. And as you can see in the texture, I said, could you send me the link? He said he took it down because it's not showing up now. I'm sorry to bother you about this, but I think he's trying to mess with you. My apologies. And then right. he ended up going in and calling me, and we had a conversation about it. Right. So, yeah. So um, yeah. Off, I, yeah, that's all on here. Wouldn't that be weird if you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm dead, right? Well, the, the worst part about it was that they, they called my wife, too, and they texted my wife. What? Because they but were guess, you know, checking up on me or whatever. I guess whoever this this individual is. But they, they the funny worried. part of that, you guys did, did – you guys orchestrated that into your next show with you and uh, Martin. That was that was that planned or is that just happened? It was off the top. It was a joke, right? Yeah, that was on there. So Drew, you see the proof is in the pudding right there, correct? I see the text messages. Yes, I guess uh, my next lead is to say that their their accusations is that you know how you can get multiple numbers and fake numbers they're saying that one of you two either you or chris oh, are the right. ones that sent them this well right you see the number up there drew Off if you call the number yourself, well apparently well, apparently you guys mentioned all this on the episode and nobody would have known that was the thing he's yeah how this individual know about, one, know about what uh, dang 
Well, they say they're saying that the only per- people that got the text message, uh, supposedly Durban and Feeney both got text messages right. that you had died or whatever, right. and they told nobody. And then you guys mentioned it on your next show. Right. So the only people that could possibly know is Feeney, Durban, you and Chris. When the text was sent to me, you could see the date it was sent to me. And when I taped the show and actually did the show, it was after the fact. So that disproves that right there. And I'm not text messaging them, either of them, to sit over there and tell them I died. So whoever sent them that's a piece of shit to say somebody died. And Well, won't you agree? Won't you agree saying uh, faking a death or or even a story like that is just disgusting. And- disgusting. Yes. My wife, my wife sat over there to me when the individual texted her, and the individual Steve. Did you show her all that? Did you show her all the stuff that they're saying? Oh yeah, my wife doesn't get into all the podcast bullshit stuff. Like she doesn't get into any of that stuff. I don't get into that with her. It doesn't ever cross our conversations. Right. But she knows people troll me and hate on me and stuff. Like it's a running joke. It's funny to us. Like, but when she's getting a message from somebody now, this individual that messaged me, who I did talk to, who said his name was Steve. So they messaged your wife too. Yeah, he did because he was. How, how they message your wife? He said he found my name, my name and number online, and and was able to find our phone numbers. And he sent messages to both of them saying the same thing: John, are you are you okay? Because he didn't know who which whose number was mine or Wait, whose was. They found your. They, they got your. They got your cell phone numbers. Yes, I don't know this individual. Oh no shit! Yeah, I don't no know shit. him. And then when I asked wow. who he was, you know, he tells me his name is Steve from. Uh, Pro Wrestling Inc. He's actually, he owns a wrestling uh, it company. It would have been really fishy if he said his name was Ken Kniff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked his name up and right before we even talked on the phone and his story collaborates. I mean, he's just a nice guy. I guess he does some work for Wrestling Inc. Right. And, you know, he saw the stuff and he saw somebody put up something that I died and he said it was Durban, not me, as Drew can see in the message that I sent him. You know, right. this is somebody sending me a message at night and my wife. And I'm not mad at the individual for sending me a message. He was concerned, you know, hearing, right. I guess, that we thought I died um, and was just trying to get clarification. And he was worried. So I'm not mad at him. He was the nicest guy in the world when I talked to him on the phone for a good 10, 15 minutes, too. So, okay, let's put that to bed. So you deny having any part of that. Yeah. Why would the fuck would I kill myself off? <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, it's a good move in a fucking storyline. I would, I would do it. Next one, real quick. It. Yeah, no storylines um, of me dying. I don't want to die. A lot, a lot of people try to kill me in the past, man. I don't, I, I don't got many lives left, so I don't want to be going right. down that route. Next one, real quick. Who is behind making the video of Husey and Joe supposedly being racist, saying camel jockeys or whatever that Rob, video was? Rob, I didn't even know how to edit videos. Oh, I knew that was Rob already. It was Rob Ooh, all day. But there, but I guess the question is, the the question is, did you put Rob up to that? No, I didn't put them up to it. They called me and trolled me the day after my dog died, said it was an accident, you know, were trolling me for their whatever show, calling everybody, hung up on me. And then it attaches the whole conversation. And I told Rob with it, he was furious because he knew how much my dog meant to me. He was trying to be a good friend. He went through the whole video and found all that shit. And he's the one that made the video. I didn't even know how to edit videos at that point. He did it. He created a fake YouTube account and a fake Twitter account for it too. I think I remember that. I, I'm not too. It was a while ago. Do I think it was funny? Absolutely. You know, did I support him doing it? Sure. Uh, but I think a lot it. of stuff was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but uh, kind of way whoever did it is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, he's the one that did it. I didn't even have the video editing skills at that point to know how to do that. So Rob's the one that did that one. 
100%. so you're not like the, the you're not like the mob boss behind ordering <laughs> orders behind the scenes or anything. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think uh, I definitely had a part in that one, but I don't think I was ordering orders that there wasn't uh, that Rob didn't want to do too. I think we were co-dons at that point of the mafia, so I think it was equal decision on that. But Rob's the one that put it together. Rob's the one that put it out. Did I have a part in it? And then, right. of course, I'm the one that gave him the video because I was attached to it when they called me on there right. for that. Was I a little hot that they did that? Sure, I was because a my dog had just died. It was fucking a tough day. And here's these assholes calling you up, fucking with you. Whether they had bad intentions or not, I don't know. It, it, what that's calling you up on your personal phones? Uh, it was on Skype, and my Skype's on my phone. So if I get oh, a Skype call, right. it goes through to my phone. Right. So, okay, right. I got two more real quick ones. This one, I'm going to name the one. This one's from Rob himself. Ooh. Sure. Rob Francois? Yeah, Rob Francois. (laughs) Why? He says, ask him why did he lose his feet on the publisher desk if he did nothing wrong at all? Uh, I guess insinuating click farms. Right. Well, Rob, Rob, Rob could tell you that. It's not about click farms whatsoever. We were going, they were migrating on the publisher's desk to a new platform. And Joe what Feeney, is the publisher desk? I've never heard yeah, of that. What, what is the publisher desk? The publisher's desk is a gentleman that he was a real high up in Fox. He was one of the vice presidents at Fox News for many years. Um, his name yeah. is Jeff. And Jeff and the publisher's desk was created by this guy named Malcolm. And this gentleman, Jeff, who was one of the big dogs over at Fox News, ended up buying a bunch of Malcolm's websites. And right. I would write for some of Malcolm's websites a lot of the times. And Malcolm and I became friendly and he asked me to come along with them as they were starting a new podcast thing and told me it was going to be a huge platform and all that stuff. And I, I thought they were really great people. It was really nice. They were going over to and migrating over to a new server uh, from Art19, which this was their call, not mine. We were we had a contract with them, too. So you were on Art19 and they migrated to Publisher Desk? Right. Uh, no, Publisher's Desk was their network name over there, the Publisher's Desk oh, network. Okay. Art19 yeah. um, is an invitation only, so you, you really have to what the hell made you even go with r19 anyway in the first place when you're doing other things well when you hear the guy that's selling you that the guy that owns all these companies is from fox news and was a big news over there a big deal over there uh it was a big opportunity for them because they had a lot of visions on things that they wanted to do in the near future and you know i'd done some work with them and they were fun to work with and they they paid well for the jobs that i did for them so i always appreciate it and then they were migrating off of Art19 and they were going to a new server. And apparently uh, Feeney had emailed the guy Malcolm and put a bug in his ear on things. And they ended up just not extending my contract any longer. Right. So when they migrated, right. I didn't migrate with them. Right. So you mentioned Art19 was uh, invite only. What was your pitch to get to Art19? Uh, it wasn't a pitch. They pitched me. It was Malcolm had talked to me about what they were doing and that they were going to be with Art19. And they had, you know, checked out our show. Malcolm had has actually been on my show before. Some people don't even realize that, you know, because he was just a, a guy that came what? on and did some stuff. So the invitation to be like, hey, it's Malcolm what? Uh, his name's Malcolm Michael. Yeah, Malcolm Michaels. And, you know, Malcolm, that he's, he does his thing there. And for the publisher's desk, it was his company that he created and stuff. So he had invited us over. And Malcolm was a great guy. He was a great guy to work with. And, you know, just a really cool dude. So it was a good opportunity. I said, fuck it. This is a big platform. And I liked Art19. I thought they were great. Okay, so there's no truth in uh, getting kicked off of Spreaker or any of these other platforms due to... I never been kicked off Spreaker at all. I didn't care for Spreaker and ended up going somewhere else. 
I never well, got kicked the, off. I guess the allegations are that you were falsifying numbers and Spreaker got a hold of information and ultimately kicked you off. What, you, what say you biggest, on that? That's the biggest sack of bullshit you'll ever hear in the, ever. Show me the email and the proof of that, to be honest with you. Because when we left yeah. them the first time, they're the ones that asked us to come back and made a pitch to us to come back. So, Who did? Spreaker? Yes. The, her name's Amy. She works at Spreaker. She represents a right. lot of the podcasts over there. I think, yeah, works. I've heard of, I've heard of Amy. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, and is when Amy we left Spreaker as of Jake is for State Farm. Do you think Maybe. she wears khakis? Jake from State know. Farm. Amy from Spreaker. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, she's a girl. So, <laughs> right. You never but know. No, there was never any know. proof of their truth or proof of any of that. That's a bullshit lie. We went from Spreaker to Art 19. And then Art 19, I ended up going where I've been since then with Podbean. Well, Rob's claim is that you guys had migrated to at least seven to eight different um, providers. Is that true? Oh, we had a few. There was more than a few. Four or five. I'll say four or five. Yeah, no, at least. Absolutely, 100%. We were... It was it was a moving up and up from when we started everything. We started off on Simplecast, if I remember. And then we had done Spreaker for a bit. And then we went to Megaphone. Yeah, there was just a few transistor for a little bit. You know, there was a few different ways. We were learning as we remember transistor when we went on our own. You recommended them to us. We were on transistor for a minute. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of learning because I was learning as I went too. You know, on how to do things. And a lot of these companies will sell you as they're the next best thing for you to go with. And you're seeing bigger and better opportunities come along the way. And they're promising you and telling you this is our platform. This is what we do. And and that's how it is. So, yeah. So there's no truth of being kicked off any of these platforms due to cliff farming. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, last question, and then we'll wrap this up. Mr. Joe Feeney himself wants to know oh. if you regret not listening to him when he warned you not to put out audio and video of Kat and Vince, Jeff, uh, Meltzer, and Coonan, et cetera, et cetera. And where do you think your podcast and hobby would be today if you listened to him? Do I regret anything? Do you, do you regret putting out those uh, videos about Vince and Jeff? And should you have kind of given you bad publicity? Right. And you know should how? you have taken Joe Feeney's uh, uh, advice of not doing that? Right. I definitely agree with what he says, and I see it now. Right. So I agree. It was uh, – you're trying to create edgy content. You're trying to be edgy in some ways. Like we talked about earlier on the show, you are playing a persona and you're right. trying to amp your persona up. You're trying to be part of the game, all that shit. Right. So like, so like you're thinking was, I'm going to be controversial as hell. Right. And you know, Vince Russo is a controversial I'm, topic. So why not Vince add on, on, Vince Russo add on to that and maybe get a couple more listens to my show. Right. right. A little bit, yeah. I'll say this though too: is I didn't attack him in any way in the beginning. Like I, we were standing up for for Jeff Lane, and they took it all wrong on that stuff. And I talked to Vince privately about this, so that's the whole funny thing is that people continue to bring this up. We're we're totally fine and cool. It's done, squashed. Like if I offended him in any way or said something that I shouldn't have, trying to be edgy and trying to do that, hey, one one hundred percent accept my apology then. We were learning as we went. Well, I think we Jeff, Jeff Lane's whole thing was 
that you put the comment on uh, YouTube instead of emailing. That was like this ultimate decision to um, ban you from the Urban show that one time and all that other shit, oh, dude. Like, and they like, pulled him from the Mike Durbin show. You did that right. Mike Durbin show. I That's think you pulled I, from the literally yeah. what I just said. Mike didn't even want out there. Mike did a show with Hambone, I think it was with us. And Mike actually in Hambone chickened out on it afterwards and wanted us to pull it. You know, and didn't, there was a lot that they said too. And that's well, spill the beans. Everybody's spilling the beans about uh, you. Spill the beans. Uh, well, you know, that was a long time ago. They don't hold back, they, don't hold yeah, back it was, Jack. It was the whole Matt Coon shit, you know. And they, Mike was that was when Matt Coon was threatening to sue Mike. And yeah, but was he really? Yeah, I, I, I do. Was remember he really that. though? No I, no, I do. You don't, you don't, you don't know who the Mike. You don't know the whole Mike Durban, Matt Coon shit. I don't. <laughs> Matt Coon was serious about like, that. Like, there was actual lawsuits, or is it just Twitter stupid shit? No, they it was, was, it I was serious. Coon was, I guess Coon was saying it with, with seriousness in his mind, and Mike took offense to it. And then Mike really? came on our show and, and, ripped, and ripped the topic up, too, and was definitely saying a lot of stuff, and so was Campbell. It was so long ago, I can't remember what, was that, like, what exactly was on the show. But there right. was a lot of that stuff that was in context to it. Mike never was mad at me or thought I said anything horrible or wrong. It was something that he jumped on afterwards because he it was a popular topic, you know, of those guys to do. You know, with Joe saying, do I wish I would have listened on some of that stuff? I don't wish to change anything because if we don't, we can't learn from, if we don't make mistakes, we can't learn and grow in life. So I wouldn't go back and change it because I learned from those mistakes and there are things that I wouldn't do in the future. So I wouldn't go back and change it. Do I appreciate his, his advice? And was he right at the time? Yeah, he was. And did it kill my podcast? Absolutely not. And we've gone on to grow and have great successes too. So and the, uh, you, just, the you just said something that uh, sparked my memory real quick. If you got yeah. time, um, speaking of the uh, Vince Russo, now it just sparked my memory. Just Came up um, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was on the Ocho show that he does with Ocho, whatever that's called. Who does? Um, Vince. Oh, Vince. I think. It's, um, he said it? that people were Bromance. emailing him and all this stuff. Oh, about- and and accusing him of being on the side of right. Durban and all those guys. Was was that you or Chris Martin or anybody that you know of, or was that was that your camp, so to speak? I had no part of that. That was Chris emailing Vince because he would talk to Vince. I figured it was. I mean, yeah. it's obvious, right? Yeah, it was, it was Chris. And Chris Chris would be the first one to be right here and say, and say it that he did, you know, because he's friends with Vince and it upsets him because Chris is like anybody else. You can only take so many people saying awful things about you. But I and, thought Chris is like a big supporter of Get My Go. He, he did like the intro and he mentions Get My Go all this time. Why, why go in? Uh, what does Vince Russo have to do with any of this, to be honest? You'd have to bring that up with him and talk to him about that. I, I couldn't. I couldn't okay. tell you the, the dichotomy of their relationship. You know, right? Like, I, I would. I could just give my opinion that Chris is a passionate guy. I think he does look up to Vince in a lot of ways, and I think that when they mention it on their stuff all the time on their shows, it might get to him a little bit. That's, that's what fair, I. Could, that's what that's I could. Fair do. answer. Okay, I'll say fair. You know? Yeah. Right. But it's not me, so you'd have to you'd have to ask him on his own. But no, I don't have a partner. I don't pay attention to that stuff, guys. To be honest with you, people send me shit all the time. Some of it I find funny. Some of it I find repulsively in bad humor. Um, people that want to consistently is, say, it. "Okay, okay." Now that uh, I'm glad you said that, what is? And we'll end it with this. What is the one, the biggest thing that it 
that you've heard from the Get My Go show, either a clip or listen to the show? What is the one? What is the one biggest thing that has offended you that you really want to set straight really and just and you off? And, really. um, you want to make sure everybody knows it's, it's the opposite your, of what they're saying. Yeah, it's been on your mind, and you're just like, "Fuck that! This ain't how. No, this is how it fucking went." The the fact that people sit over there and insinuate that I use drugs still and I'm on drugs, you know, I've talked oh, about. Oh yeah, okay. I've talked about well, my. There story are very compelling days. video evidence and audio evidence of possible drug yeah. use. Of what we, for anybody that knows your story, that don't know your story, you were right. in the military, you came out, and you had a major drug addiction to what? What it was pills, correct? That's correct, opiates. And then, you've been clean for how many years? Six years on March 10th. And now... That's fantastic. Thank I mean, you. there's been allegations in this, even in recent episodes uh, up to a year ago, that you, the, your body reactions and your facial reactions and just your your reactions are consistent on drugs. Is there any truth to that? No, because I have a medical condition that I've disclosed to certain people that know of, that know that that affects certain parts of my body movements, things that I can't help. Well, it's like involuntary twitches and shit yeah i can't help those things i have i have i have massive damage in my spine and in my neck and in my leg so i lose feeling in my limbs a lot of times due to my injuries from the military real quick if you can i'm glad you brought that up real quick if you can if you have time just give people like a one one to two minute military career what did you do and how did you get injured fantastic yeah i was in the military I was in the military for 12 years. I was extremely what, successful with what I did in the you military. Go in? I went what? in 2002. I officially was in boot camp on January 20th of 2003. Well, age. So, uh, I was uh, 20 going on 21 when I went in. Sweet. Yeah. So I went in the military. I went in the Air Force. And that's what I spent my career doing in the Air Force. Um, but my job ended up when the Iraq war and the, and the Afghani wars really started to ramp up. We went to war with Iraq in 03. All right. I was—I remember in tech school at the time for training for my job. We ended up getting detached out the next year, and got—I ended up working for the army for several years as well. So, I did QRF, Quick Response Force. I was on. Wait, you went to Iraq? Oh yeah, I was in Iraq for almost a year. Oh shit! Yeah, I spent over three and a half years. I've done four tours of duty overseas. I've spent over three and a half years of my career overseas. I was in a combat job, MOS, they call it in the Army, AFSC, in the Air Force. I spent a lot of time out there in the Middle East. I'm very well acclimated with it. Um, you seen I've any action? A lot, a lot of it, yeah, absolutely. I was QRF is quick response force. So right. it's groups of people who walk out and they secure the convoys. They secure the the, the paths. Uh, you know, That's going to be scary as fuck, dude, out there, there in I, it, Iraq or Iran or wherever the fuck you are. I was and a just kid. Be like holy shit. Yeah, right. I was a kid and, and it was uh it, it was a hell of an experience. I was a 50 cal machine gunner. So that tells you right there. And right. that's that's how I lived my life for many years was in the military. Dude, your head and, had to be on your head had to be on a swivel nonstop over there. Always, there's no always. way you can re- There's no way you can relax. No, it wasn't and it was tough and I was spent way more time gone. Thankfully, when I was at my darkest moments, I met one of the most wonderful people in my life who I'm celebrating 15 years of being married to on Wednesday. Wait, uh, you congratulations, met, man. Congratulations. Yeah, you met your I wife met over wife. there? Uh, no, no, no. I came back and I ended up going on. I ended up getting a new assignment and I met my wife the second week I was there and we oh, got shit. married. Four, we got married four months later and we've been married for 15 years. 
So fantastic. That's good yeah. Stuff. So yeah. I met her at a time where I was going through a lot of personal issues physically from my injuries that I'd started to sustain when I was younger. Um, right. You know, when I was in Iraq and all the tours that I had done, and I was in a real dark spot. You know, when I met her, um, I was only back for a few months, and she really opened my world up to so many new and different things, and really kind of helped me out. But I ended up getting hurt again in 2008, really bad. I snapped my ankle in half and mm. I wanted to go out to do that. Um, I was actually preparing. We were doing uh, PT at this point. This was when I got hurt this time. My other right. injuries were from other things, you know, when I was, you know, out in Iraq and stuff, but that's another day and another story for that one. But that's how my originally, my, my original injury started within Your my knees? neck. And my, my knee and my, and my necks had started at that point too. Um, and, I didn't want to not go with my group in 2008 and we had been training, doing physical training. I'd snapped my ankle in half running and literally I almost broke it right in half, but I had an awful brain. They said I would have been better breaking it in half actually right. instead of spraining it the way that I did. Right. Um, I damaged it really bad in there at that point. So I said, how long do I have to be off for? They're like, well, I'd you know, say six to eight weeks in crutches. You know, you might need surgery if it doesn't get better. Some of the damage in there too. And my knee had needed surgery for many, many years. And I put it off because I wanted to keep going and being with my team and, you know, just doing what I was doing. And I was young and stupid too. So, right. uh, you know, to make a long story longer here is I ended <laughs> up basically taping my leg up, my ankle, and I went and did a whole six month tour on it. And I was really big into working out my whole you life. You did a Kevin Nash. You did a Kevin yeah. Nash's whole career working on one leg. I destroyed, I destroyed my leg in the process of it. Right. And I came back and I had to have surgery. And I had three surgeries on it and I, my, my knee was actually fucked up by a surgeon on the first surgery and they could never fix it. They, it ended, it was what ended my career. Um, but thankfully my last four years that I was in, I was a, I was a leadership school instructor for four years for non-commissioned officers and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's my career in a nutshell. I spent 12 years in total doing it and I got medically discharged out in, uh, officially in 2014 and I'm retired from them now. Mm. well man yeah that's good thank you for fucking serving our country man i will never ever ever take any anything oh, away from somebody who served our country thanks, for, thanks right. for, you know for the support for that for people and stuff it's, i i loved every second of what i did but it led me to a, a road where i was on painkillers for so many years and i was hooked very badly on them just which to is get- a story which is a story too common for yep. uh veterans yes. veterans yes Yeah. And, and, you know, you think you're immune to things and you think, you know, everything. And I got out and I had a lot of issues with PTSD. I had a lot of issues with my body still was just completely destroyed. And I ended up using, and I've, this isn't something I hide from. I do motivational speaking. I do speeches on it. It's really nothing to be ashamed of either. I'm not, and and I'm not embarrassed by it because the fact is um, I worked really hard to get back where I'm at in life. And I had a lot of things that went wrong in the process from my poor decisions for a few years. And I'm very blessed and fortunate. And, you know, people, people do shit. People do shit for a reason. Uh, Yeah. You never know. So make, to end, to end that subject off, what to make a long story short, let's just just wrap that up. And, um, when the allegations of you being on any sort of drugs within the last couple of years of you podcasting, true or false. Oh, false. No the drug. only drug that I use is marijuana and I'm a legal medical hey, marijuana. So what? I don't care if I'm illegal or not. I use yeah. marijuana. I have a legal medical <laughs> marijuana card and I have no problem to say that I use hey. medical marijuana. Hey, John. Yeah. 
this is episode one. We definitely are not done yet. We need episode two. So let's do it. Yeah, we're definitely gonna keep continue Dude. on to this, but we're gonna end this episode right now. Uh, it's been an hour and uh, 48 minutes. It's been a long time. <laughs> we had a lot way longer than an hour. We got way more to go, Johnny Wingland. Anytime, boys. You want to do it next time, you let me know. And I thank you guys for the platform. And I wish you guys the best. And everybody hey, out there, I wish them the we're best. Not, we're not hey, done pl- just plug yet. Your let, shit. Yeah, I let, want you to plug your shit. I want you to tell everybody uh, where they can find you, where they can find yeah. the shows, all the shows. Uh, Cheap heat, cheap pops. Um, cheap and heat, cheap pops. and after you do that, I want to give, I, I want to give you one last platform to uh, address all your haters. So go ahead and uh, right. give your plugs, and then we'll address your haters. Do your and we'll promo. Take home. Do your promo at the end. Yeah, go right ahead, everybody, and check us out if you like. If you want to see stuff on Impact, you want to see AEW, you want to see wrestling content, some other content that's not wrestling, come and check out cheap heat, cheap pops, four to five days a week, bunch of different shows. Uh, I think you guys will. If you keep an open mind when you come over, I think you'll definitely have some fun and we hope you check it out. So that's where you can find us. That's why I want to put out. And I'm not really on Twitter too much, but we do have a Twitter page at CH Heat Pops. And your last words for, you know, <laughs> let's just put this out there. You know, Durban and the Get My Go crew, they're going to be listening to this episode. All this right. is probably going to be, uh, a future get my go episode so what do you have to say to everybody that's going to be listening to that rock out with your cock out peace that's what i would say i say <laughs> thank you for your support thank you for your attention i don't know why you need to devote so much time to me every week but i'm glad that you do if that makes you happy in life by all means i'll be your hero don't worry that we all have we all need heroes in life and if you guys need somebody to as a role model i'm here for you but i wish john, you all the best john yeah. Did you buy did you buy a get my go shirt? No, I don't. If somebody would buy me what? one, then I would what? wear it. <laughs> I, I would have bought one if it was about me. Fuck yeah. And, I that shit all day. And, and one last question. Are you open to do a a show with anybody? Joe Feeney, Husey, Durban, any any of these guys? Are you let's open say, to do a show with any of those? Let's say bang dang moderate. I'll throw this Mediate. out there right now. Anytime. Anytime, any place, it's always been the invitation. What do you have to lose? What do you have to be afraid of? Is it going to ruin your narrative if you come on and talk to me directly? Why haven't you done it by now? It's out there for you, fellas. Like, here it is, man. You guys want to moderate it? I'll take every single one, all four of them. Bring them on. Bring Rob, bring Adam, bring Joe, bring Mike. Bring them on separately. I don't give All four at once? All four at once, four on one. Come out, mm. take a crack at the champ, then, kids. I, you know? I could say, I could say, from what we've done tonight, you've answered every single question that we asked. You've been, yeah, you've been, uh, you didn't shy away from nothing, and I appreciate that. So, uh, whether you gave your recollection of every fucking story that was asked to you, we disagreed. One last thing, I'll just end it okay. on this. Yep. You want to hate, hate. John Wangland, the person is different than John Wangland, a person that's doing a podcast. Leave my family and my personal life out of it. Don't contact my don't contact my work. Don't contact me personally if you don't want to be, be a decent human being. We're way we're two way different things. This is for entertainment, folks. So right. don't don't mistake us entertaining you or people talking shit as being right. reality from anything here because exactly. 
who I am as a person and I am a real person just like each and every everybody else out there leave the reality of my life out of it you want to hate John Wangland the entertainer and the podcaster go right ahead you want to love me Wait, great are you still Johnny podcasting no I retired him and that would JP might come back if he needs to <laughs> he can come back if he needs to but I'd much ra- I'd, I'd much rather be just me and who right. I am but seriously folks leave that out of it you know if you want to talk normally I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to fight with any of these guys. Let's have a conversation. Let's go. Let's have a conversation. Oh. Watch this stupidity. One right. last thing before we go. True or false? Click Farms. False. Christopher Martin faking his surgeries. False. Got kicked off of platforms due to Click Farms. False. Anything else you want to add before we leave? I appreciate talking to you guys again. Dang. Dude, this has been fun. It has. I'm going to get in trouble uh, because I went way over my hour. Part one. This is part one. We're, we're we doing it again, but I appreciate up. you guys, man. And, and if I ever did anything wrong to anybody out there, you guys included, if I did but wrong by you in any way, shape, or form. John, I hated you for three months. I just <laughs> I just thought about how I can go to New York and find you. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm I like, offended this you. This Johnny podcasting. My wife was like, what's your problem, babe? I'm like, this Johnny podcasting is just pissing me off. I, wanted, I, did I, a good job. I might have done I a good job. Find you. I wanted yep. to find you and feed you uh, uh, unflavored rice patties all day. Oh, that's no fun. Well, if I got you to that level, I apologize. If I if I ever went with anybody that <laughs> way, too. No, that's I not know true. That. I know that. But for anybody else out there, too, if, if that if I have if you think I've wronged you in some way that's awful and you think I'm a bullshit or whatever, then accept my apology. I'll be the bigger man. And if you think that way, I apologize, but I'd love you to know what, John? have the opportunity to talk John, to somebody. John, the only thing mm-hmm. is, for, the only thing is for all of us to get on one platform and do a whole fucking uh, sit down. That'd be fucking epic. Let's Everybody. do it, man. Everybody involved. Everybody involved that you can think of. Anytime. I know the whole situation. Shelter. Don't worry. Let's do we'll it. Get, Anytime. We'll get, we'll get six, seven. Hey, I'm open to that. Um, in closing, in closing, we tried to be we tried to be as fair as possible, and um, hope we you did, don't think we we're did. hope you don't think we're attacking you. I mean, I guess again, we, we kind of were attacking well, you. Well, we well we we had to address everything that has been addressed on the. You did a great job for your first interview. You did a if great you don't job. Know bang and dang, we if you don't know bang and dang, we put it out straightforward. So, and I've never got anything to hide. So, if, if did I admit that I was wrong on certain you, things too? You yep. actually were more honest than I thought you were going to be. So there it hey is. Hey, man, don't be, uh, don't be surprised if we end up on a Get My Go show reviewing this episode. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, if, if they do one of those, I'll actually watch it for you. How's that? Hey, that's fine. Hey, if, if they do one of those and um, right. we're on it, right. I would love for you to freaking – if I can convince Joe Feeney and Hughesy and Durban – to have you come on and we'll be all on together, then we can do that. Why all not? Of us, Why not? All of us. All yeah. Of well, us. you guys are going to, I, I heard on your show, you uh, cause I told you, I listened to an episode the other uh, today earlier. Cause I want to check it out. Good for you guys what going. Gunslingers over there. Yeah. What you listen yeah. to all and gunslingers. I've never heard that show, but I heard you're going over with Joe's network and that's great, man. Joe, Joe is a smart guy and has, and does a lot of, well, great that's, things. That's just a, we're just putting out our, we're, we're we're putting out a show there to see how things going on. We're still doing okay. our mouth of Michiganders on the side. Yeah, we we have sure. the mouth of Michiganders on the side. It ain't it, it ain't time for our promos. 
right? Yeah, we're Joe's not a good guy. He, like with that stuff, he's a smart guy with that. And and if you go do anything with Joe, congratulations. Joe's a, Joe's a good awesome. guy and steering the That's right direction. Great. The whole point of uh, why, actually, if you want to go back to where we left, because I was like, you know what, we can we can just do what we're doing by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not that we didn't want to be with you guys or anything. It was just it was let's yeah. just go on ourselves. And then, hey man, I mean, if you get an opportunity, you get an opportunity. You take it. Right. First of all, oh, yeah, man. Good. Uh, it's good not, for you it's guys, not our whole. It's not our whole show. It's just a little thing that we do. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> Let's not uh <laughs> let's not let drunk uh dang over here fucking right. take over the show. Uh John, give us one more uh one more uh plug on wherever you are and then we'll end this. We don't need one more plug. We're gonna end it right now. So there you go, Dang. He already <laughs> plugged it. Okay, I guess no more plug. Yeah, hey John, I wanna thank you. There is a part two coming. Let you guys a know lot part two for coming over and uh doing this episode with us for our first ever interview. And uh what is it? C H Give us the Twitter one more time. CH Heat Pops. CH Heat Pops. Go check them out over there. Loads of shows over there. Loads. Impact. I loads of pussy. AEW, all that shit. All that shit. So, John, thank you for our first ever interview. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to part two, and thanks again, guys. All right. This is the podcast with... No, it's not the podcast. Whoa. Damn, Whoa. I just fucked it up, John. Yes. Damn. This is the, the Mouthy Michigan. Bang, dang! <laughs> <laughs>